All right, hello and welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. And friends, we are here to play Electric Bastion Land tonight. Uh, we are off from Call of Cthulhu as uh, a few of our players have not yet returned from the glory that was Gen Con. Uh, so we're going to throw this together. Uh, Jake and Joe have been kind enough to join us. Uh, Jake has played before in one of the most memorable Electric Bastion Land sessions we've ever had. We were just talking it about fun. it was so good, dude. And uh, Joe is a newbie, so this is uh, this will be I fun. Am. Yeah, uh, and because Joe is clearly the youngest, as he often reminds us, uh, <laughs> he, whoever whatever he rolls will be who you're all indebted to. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, okay, so um, what am I calling this? I'm calling this the offices of philanthropy and defraudation. You guys know what uh, Melissa didn't know what defraudation meant. You guys know what defrauding means or defraudation means. I absolutely know what it means, but Jake doesn't. So oh. you should explain it. Everything's so crooked <laughs> on my screen. You can tell everything's kind of last minute as a few things are crooked on the screen. Don't pay attention to the overlay. It's a little crooked. Uh, you know what defrauding someone means? Yes. Okay. To 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 fraud them. That's like lying and cheating and stealing. <laughs> to engage with fraud. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like the fun of English where like fraud and defraud are like basically the same thing. It's like flammable and inflammable, down. right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Don't worry, I put the inflammable stuff on the fire. It'll be, oh. <laughs> so if you are brand new to Electric Bastion Land, uh, it uses the Into the Odd system, which is awesome. Very simple, uh, simple rule set, quick and easy to learn. Rules are on a page. Uh, but also it's uh, this particular iteration of the Into the Odd system. It has its own setting of Bastion. Uh, so Electric Bastion Land is set here, which is... Fashionland's basically like a newly electrified city, uh, and it's surreal and weird with everything from sentient machines and aliens from the sky to Muppets, oh, also, and also people, and and just all sorts of nonsense. Uh, so we will, uh, yeah, we're going to make characters right now, uh, and, uh, and we're just going to run with it, and we'll see what happens. Oh, goodness. I forgot that I still have that kind of stuff up. So I am going to walk Joe through character creation. Uh, the rest of you know how to do it. So you all are welcome to do it. If you've forgotten anything, let me know. Uh, but uh, Joe, if you could, uh, in that handout that I just shared you, there's a table where you're going to roll uh, some stats. So there's going to be strength, dex, and charisma. All the checks and okay. rolls that you make in this game are going to correspond to one of those three stats. Um, get anywhere from a. Is this a roll under game? It is a roll on. It is a roll under game indeed. Just, just like Electric okay. or uh, Teenage Odyssey. Yes. Uh, okay. So go ahead and give it a roll. Let me know what you get. I got an eight, a six, and a nine. Okay. So go ahead and in your character sheet of choice, go ahead and add uh, add those stats in for strength, dex, and charisma. We are using the Into the Odd system on Foundry, which doesn't actually have charisma. It has will. So just use, use where, where the will slot is, just use that for charisma. You also okay. have five money and two hit protection, which is what HP stands for. HP is sort of like a blade of health. Uh, it'll like resting is fairly easy and it kind of can come back pretty quickly. It's almost like a temporary buffer before you start getting attribute loss from damage, and that's where things can go drastically bad. All right, so now what we do to figure out what your failed career is, Joe, uh, as there aren't really classes in this game. They're, in, they're instead like over 100 different failed careers, each with their own flavor and some variation, and they help kind of bring oh out the setting. So 
there is a okay. there is a little bit of a matrix that is used based upon your stats. So what's your highest ability score that you rolled? A nine. And what's your lowest ability score? A six. Okay. What that means is that you are going to you're going to find uh, number four. So for you, you're going to have the um, the career. Why can't I open it up right now? Let me see. So if you open up the, where is it? Failed careers. I'll share it with you right now. Mm-hmm. You're going to look at number four. So O four debt squeezer. Uh, that is okay. your failed career. Okay. All right. So if you want to go ahead and just uh, read that, uh, that little description that shows up under debt squeezer. It's like a two line. Someone sentence. paid you a pittance to look intimidating in a dark alleyway. Uh, if needed, you shed some blood, but there's no extra pay. Okay. So the other thing that your, your role results will give you, uh, based on your money and your HP, uh, it'll give you a couple, it'll answer a couple questions. So off the bat, you're going to get two things. You're going to get a hammer, uh, which is, which is a D6 weapon and you're going to get a scatter gun, uh, which is uh, also a D6 weapon, except it's, it has the blast trait, which basically means it's an AOE. Uh, and it's also concealable, meaning you can potentially hide it uh, from, from people you encounter. Okay. Now, then in addition to that, uh, you got what? One money and one HP. I believe that's what it says. Yep. Oh, dear. So you'll see that it says, what do you do? I rolled real bad. Yes, you did. But when you roll really bad, you get really good items. So that's the sort of the the scale so what do you do to unwind after a horrible task that's the first question and so we look at whatever it is you rolled for money which is one and so what you do uh so what does it does it say you do joe when you uh, want to unwind was uh says chew take a pack of gum okay you have sage flavored pack of gum and then the second Sweet. question uh what's the best thing you've stolen from a debtor uh what does it say under one uh, under one says I stole a soul siren, a tiny clockwork box that lets out a booming drone when a being dies within 10 feet. Excellent. That's very, uh, that's very blades in the dark. Like, uh, so, so those are two other items that you have. This game is very fluid. Uh, so you can use those in ways that you might think are useful. Uh, you could be creative with it. Uh, but that is, okay. that is you, you're done. Everything is done for you. You are a debt squeezer. Come up with a name. We'll cycle back and get your name in a moment. All right? Sweet. Um, Where do I record money? I don't think there's a slot for it, so you can just sort of create one for the item. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing that. Or just jot it down. Um, Okay. All right. You are done. All right. So let's, let's go around. Let's see how everybody else did. Let's start with Jeremy. Because that's what the overlay says. Jeremy, uh, what did you end up with this time? Uh, Jeremy, I'm also muted. You're muted, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I am an under-laborer, apparently. Okay. And uh, let's see. I was kind of trying to get it zoomed into where I can read it a little bit better. Uh, Construction work on the underground continues despite its lack of regard for time and space. And uh, I get a hammer, a drill, and some gum that apparently is coal flavored. That's wonderful. <laughs> it's much worse flavored gum than Joe gets. 
This yeah. Is, yeah. Is at least is tasting like an herb. Yeah. Which is a little odd. Okay. And then let's see. So one thing asks, what do I know about the underground? Well, I know about a secret connection. And if there's a quicker underground route between two points than the one you have planned, you know it. Okay. So you know how to get around. And uh, why don't I like the surface? Uh, because I'm faintly magnetic and you're sick of showing it to people. So I guess I just, I I have very minor powers of magnetism. Okay, fantastic. I can't wear watches. I ruin them. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, all right, next up, Melissa, are you ready? Yes. Okay, tell us what you have become. I am Zafreen, the necro-engineer. Of all Bastion's industry, the city produces corpses faster than anything. Production on this scale calls for modern methods. What are you called again? I'm sorry, what is your, what is your failed career? Say it again. Necro-engineer. Necro-engineer, okay, okay. So I get somber formal wear and a shovel. How did I get my start in the corpse disposal industry? I am a widow tender, which means I have an expandable umbrella. And what was my great project that I couldn't get funding for? That was the Eternal Cruise. So I have a morbidly decorated naval captain's hat. So I have uh, somber formal wear. I'm carrying an umbrella. And I have a morbidly decorated captain's hat. Fantastic. Uh, okay. Next up, Chuck. What did you get? It's me. Um, well, I will be playing a roof crawler. By the name of Xanatos. Because, uh, you know, there's a lot of important shit to do up on the roofs in Bastion. Uh, mine's kind of shady. Uh, that's right. What do I do up on the roofs? I'm a gargoyle poacher. And because of that, I get a crowbar. Uh, I don't like being on the streets, though, because I have reverse vertigo. And I get dizzy. <laughs> If I don't get up to at least roof height. <laughs> That's oh, man. fantastic. Oh, a gargoyle poacher. Okay. All right. Uh -huh. Fantastic. Uh, next up, Jake, what did you end up with? I ended up with an exotic food supplier. I have a large bucket of the appropriate food and a long handled fork. Turns out I am a gigantic pumpkin merchant. And I have an acupuncture needle of prodigious growth that lets any living organism I prick with it double in size. Doubled if it's a vegetable. Doubled if it's orange. Uh, unfortunately, I'm now in debt to the lords of aluminium and lumber. But I do have a nice rotary saw to go with my fork. Uh, but yes, that is why I am the pumpkin king of Bastion. <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> of course you are. That's so good. <laughs> Pumpkin King. All right. So we've got Zafrine, Xanatos, the Pumpkin King. Uh, and then we already heard what Joe is. So Joe or Jeremy, you have names for your characters, you think? Um, Lard. Lard. Okay. 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 I like it. Joe, are you also going to go with Lard? Uh, no, I'm going to be Moog, Moog, the debt squeezer. 
Okay. All right. So we are all set. Any questions on anything that's, that's popped up on your sheets or anything like that? All right. Uh, ah, I'm sorry, Jake, what was yet. your name? What a uh, pumpkin king. Okay. That's pumpkin right. That's right. Got king. The pumpkin king. Right. What does the uh, in debt to thing mean? All right. So, uh, so the way this works is that we take the youngest player. That's the default rules, which we'll use this time since Joe's here. Uh, and we can, and he's very proud of his youth. Uh, but uh, normally I, I skew it because I find it ageist. Uh, but in this case, we're going to use it. So normally what, what's going to happen is the entire group is going to be indebted to your whatever it says on the black page of your uh, uh, of your failed career. So in this case, it's the Cosmic Casino. Uh, so the entire group here is uh, 10,000 pounds in debt to the Cosmic Casino. And together you own a personalized roulette wheel. Uh, so anyone can carry that. That's fine. But we'll say together you all have that okay okay so uh so joe just a quick the, the quick and dirty of this game is a d20 game if you want to roll from your sheet go ahead if you want to roll from uh if you want to roll physically that's fine too but it's a it's a quick you know the quick rules of this is just it's a d20 uh, roll uh, i think it's equal or under your stat uh, if you roll over it's a fail uh, so obviously low stats like jake's four strength uh, is, uh, is not great. Not great. No. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, but then high stats are fantastic. Now I already mentioned that HP, uh, is the first thing that you deplete. If you ever take damage, if you ever get to exactly zero from a hit, uh, from one single hit, you can get a scar, uh, which doesn't happen very often, but it can. And if you continue to take damage after your HP has been depleted, it comes off your strength. Uh, but once you start depleting your strength score, you also have to make critical saves uh, or saves for critical damage, which could potentially uh, knock you unconscious slash kill you. Uh, so uh, so in the case of, of, well, it's really just knock you unconscious when you're reduced to, I think it's two, I think it's two attributes are reduced to zero, you're dead. Uh, but a strength, so if your strength, okay. if your strength, let's say hypothetically, you take some strength damage uh, that brings you down to like uh like a six you roll a strength save and if you don't pass that save you're knocked unconscious if you do pass that save you can keep functioning just fine uh and that's how that works uh there's not a lot that can happen in game unless there's an item a special item or something that can restore your stats so really that's not good if you start losing it hp though if you guys just take like a like a five to ten minute breather in a place uh, you can potentially restore your hp uh, though when you do that, I do roll randomly to see if an encounter happens, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Makes sense? So is HP our starting HP or like if I rolled a one, that's as high as my HP will ever go? That is as high as your HP is ever going to go, buddy. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> this is a one. We play like a one shot or a very small series of uh, series of games. Okay. Sure. Uh, there's also, if you need it, I put up the rules summary if you want to take a look. And that pretty much has everything on it that you need. Uh, again, all in one page. All right. So let's. All right. Let, all right. Let's get her going. All right. Get a little music going. See if this actually works decently. Okay. So we're starting up. We see the the tall spires and 
buildings of, of Bastion uh, on the horizon. Uh, we see a, a very colorful sky. Uh, we see the, the hustle and bustle both on the streets and on various skywalks that connect the richer upper echelons of one giant skyscraper to another. Uh, but of course, that's not where you all, as you all are very failed and very poor and, and very desperate. So you're hustling and bustling, looking for anything to pay back the Cosmica Casino. Now, there is good news as you all, in fact, have a lead uh, as a lead that is somewhat time sensitive because it's not it's you're not the only one, of course, who would get this this type of lead. It's lead for a specific kind of treasure. Uh, now, you have heard that the offices. I don't like this music. This this music doesn't sound right. This 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 music's not right. <laughs> I don't like that music at all. I'm gonna take that off. Okay. That's way too. That's way too haunted. This game is is not that haunted. I think it's left over for when we did uh when when we did our zombie game. Okay. That makes sense. So, you all have heard uh, of a very interesting thing that has actually happened down uh, in the civic area uh, of the Painted Tongues Borough of Bastion, uh, where the offices of philanthropy and defraudation uh, are located. Now, as rumors go, you have heard that they have suffered both a terrible calamity, but also a tremendous boon, as the heavens apparently shook free a glittering and glorious rock that... Last night, plummeted at a surprisingly steep and unwavering angle into the very offices that manage all acts of philanthropy and defraudation across the Painted Tongues Borough. Now, it is a well-known fact that such uh, supernal gifts fetch a not a moderate reward when sold to the right collector, meaning if you can fetch a star and sell it to somebody, you might just be out of your debt in one night and one job. Now, a lesser-known fact... Uh, something that you've just learned uh, from your lead is that the offices have remained closed ever since. They never opened this morning uh, and throughout the day as it's evening time, setting sun, uh, ever since the star plummeted. Now, the the story, the outward story, is that there is some sort of gas leak. Uh, but um, But from what some people say is it might be... The various uh, civic servants within the locale have uh, are trying to negotiate the removal or sale of the treasure or something like that. Now, so there there then remains opportunity to infiltrate these offices, acquire the treasure, and abscond with whatever is left of that beautiful star that fell from the sky. So we begin at the intersection of Walnut Walnut and Lancaster in the Painted Tongues Borough, where eastward uh, movement into the civic cul-de-sac has been halted, it seems, by these recycled barricades and a contingent of bureaucracy enforcers uh, who stand uh, with very large gavels uh, and threaten any who get close. Now, the intersection is also swarmed with all manner of petitioners. This, this is not uncommon. Uh, usually, these petitioners actually make their homes within the cul-de-sac itself, but have been pushed outward, it seems, by these bureaucracy enforcers. Uh, and you can see that there are a couple key key groups. The broken youths and their wilderness girl, gurus are selling these pine-scented pastries and broadsides to various passers-by trying to fund an excursion to the not-quite-ancient forests of deep country. You can see there's various unwashed artists, not uncommon for the Painted Tongues Borough, performing self-torture, interpretive capitalism, warning everybody who passes by of nihilism and postmodernity. 
They're looking for coin and labor exchange. There's also uh, a very large contingent of scorned members of the fabulous guild. Uh, basically, uh, newspaper writers, when news reporting is less uh, accurate and more sensationalist, and they're arguing with these bureaucracy enforcers, and they're concocting all manner of excuses for for why they're there and why they will not, uh, why they deserve to go into uh, into the civic center there. Uh, so, if not, um, if not for them, this probably would be a relatively decent and, and simple simple setting. But you can also notice in the fading light that beyond the barricade, there are these colorful plumes of smoke that are still wafting skyward. And, you know, starting to dissipate slightly above the larger buildings that you presume is residue from a fallen star. Now, nearby, there are other two businesses that flank the opening to this cul-de-sac, Oswald's Ocular Augmentations and uh, Ginger Giant Psychotherapy. Uh, and you can see that the various, uh, those, those businesses seem to be uh, frustrated and thwarted by the gridlock of the uh, absolute terror that is this barricade. And so that's where we find the five of you in the midst of this crowd as uh, as children try to push their scented pastries onto you, as unwashed artists try to self-torture in front of you for coin. And you have to figure out a way through that barricade into your treasure. So I'll turn it over to you all. Um, what do we see when, uh, with Jeremy, we'll say, what do we see? How, what does lard look like to us as we as we look in on your group? Well, so uh, the name Lot is very much an ironic name. I'm actually a very tiny, tiny man, which is convenient for going through all the tunnels down underneath the ground. Basically think uh, like if Steve Buscemi was somehow even smaller, with just sweaty hair pulled back tight across his head, like one lazy eye, horribly crooked teeth, and just kind of a shaky intensity. Phenomenal. Uh, you're standing right next to Zafrine, our necro engineer. Melissa, what does Zafrine look like? Uh, so Zafrine is dressed in all black. Um, so this is definitely a kind of hoop skirted, poofy skirt, black dress. Definitely, you know, kind of more along that kind of 1800s kind of a look. She's got um, this naval captain's hat, as was sort of rolled in my kind of prep, but she has sort of fashioned this bit of sort of a veil that kind of hangs down in front of it, sort of that kind of black mm. lace veil um, around, you know, kind of the different kind of points in the hat. You see these sort of decorative either like dark blood red roses or these sort of wooden skulls kind of around this and what she carries is sort of double-sided and so on one end is sort of the shovel um but I'm, I'm thinking this is more of sort of the like old timey movie shovel where like it doesn't allow you to shovel from an upright position like you're gonna like break your back because it's only like two feet of the handle on the shovel. Um, but on the flip side of the handle is the umbrella. So you hold it one way and it's a shovel. You hold it the other way. It's an umbrella. Fantastic. Standing next to you because you're both have names that appear uh, at the end of the alphabet is Xanatos. Chuck, what does Xanatos look like? So 
like you to imagine Xanatos. Like a young Jonathan Frakes with a ponytail, dressed in all black. And I've got my trusty crowbar by my side that I think I'm going to call Owen. Okay. When you say by your side, do you have it like off to the side? It's like no, I'm just holding you... it in my hand. Okay, now, that would be sure. really cool if it was like walking yeah. around. If me. It was like a sentient crowbar. That yeah. just like <laughs> some trickster crowbar. Yeah, <laughs> it's googly eyes. On <laughs> That's <top> it. <laughs> Maybe it does have googly eyes. I like that. I'm stealing like it, Jake. That. Copyright Chuck. <laughs> okay. Clean nice. a clean shaven ponytail, Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. Awesome. I'm. Uh, I think I'm ready. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, standing next to you is, uh, well, is royalty, to be honest. It's the freaking Pumpkin King of Bastion. Jake, what does the Pumpkin King of Bastion look like? Oh, well, he's got sequined overalls and an orange burlap sack over his head. It's exactly as mm-hmm. I envisioned it. <laughs> Absolutely. Wonderful. Uh, periodically, as you uh, as you move through this crowd, Pumpkin King... Uh, you do see that there is uh, there is recognition that comes from some of the folks that are either passing, most of them that are passing by. You can see there are normal denizens of Bastion that are trying to push through this barricade, this quasi-protest that's happening. And a few of them look at you and their eye, like do a double take and kind of genuflect in your direction. Others uh, run away frightened as there's a man with an orange sack on his head. Uh, and that's confusing. Uh, but nonetheless, it happens. Mm-hmm. And then... Finally, next to the Pumpkin King, uh, we have Moog. What does Moog look like, Joe? All right. Uh, so he's like the debt collector guy, and I've only got one hit point. So I think I picture him like he's in debt to this casino. He used to be the bouncer, um, but had some problems, got fired, was trying to do the debt collecting. Uh, so he's really like let himself go. So he's got the frame of someone that used to be huge, but they're very kind of like gaunt now. They're their features are sunk in. Uh, he's got this like patchwork suit that looks like it used to be nice, but it's just all sorts of put back together. He's wearing like a trilby hat and the brim goes to a different hat uh, to repair it. <laughs> um, and then he's got like really, really incredibly small, like half circle glasses that just rest on his nose. So what, what is the group of you doing? You have this lead, you know, you need to get through this barricade somehow which is with overwhelming number is been is, is being guarded by these bureaucracy enforcers, all of which seem to be armed in one fashion or the other. They also have some strange steampunkian like machine that has hoses and things like that. And as they're in very deep and violent arguments with the fabulous guild, uh, you can see there is more than one threat to it being unleashed. So what, are, what is everyone up to? What are we doing? Okay, look, all I'm saying is, this is simple, right? What we need to do is go underground. It's always the answer. And there's already reports of a gas leak. We're going to go to one of these businesses. We're going to say, hey, look at my ID. I'm from the underground laborers. We are a team coming here to deal with your gas leak. Do you want a gas leak? Do you want to just leave a gas leak? No, you don't. Let us in. Let us go down. And then we go underground. We find a way to get it there, somewhere from underground there to over there. And we're boom, done. Solid plan. Yes. And if that doesn't work, I can always just say I've got there's a dead body. So I'm going to keep talking because I think there's someone next to me who's talking, but I can't hear them. So I'm just going to keep talking. Talking silently to his crowbar. 
Shut up, Owen. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to tell you that you're all wrong, but I will enjoy it as I do. Obviously, underground is the wrong answer. We go up across the roofs because it crashed down through the top. There's already a hole. Lead Maybe get some hand like gliders. It. Solid plan. What? Who the hell gets on a roof? That's the worst idea ever. That is the best place to be. And I, maybe on the way, we we'll find some gargoyles and we can pick those up for an additional profit. I, Do we I have don't... to pick them up or can we just push one over? You don't want to push them over. Trust me, I'm working on building a, a castle at the very top of a skyscraper. And that's where I'm keeping all my gargoyles. A castle, you say? Yes. I'm in favor of this plan. Let's get some gargoyles for the castle. As you well, is, as you all are is talking, going to be a basement there. Like, no, it's just the top of another building. So, but if you um, if it's if it's going to make you feel better, I can like hold the umbrella over your head, and then you'll kind of feel like you're not quite so exposed to the outside. If that will like make you feel a little more, no, because your umbrella is probably going to stick to my face. It's really awkward. This this whole thing. Zafreen, oh, as I... as you're talking uh, to mm -hmm. Lard, saying this, you feel a tug uh, on your coat. And when you look down, you can see there is a very, uh, there's a very soot-stained face child uh, with a very dirty uniform in various shades of khaki. They have a, what looks like a sash down the front with these various uh, tarnished emblems here and there. And uh, she's holding up to you uh, what looks like a pastry of some kind. And it's sitting in a colorful, uh, like, handkerchief or, or cloth. And she looks at you with these, these big, bright, glassy eyes. And you can see there's a little bit of, little bit of liquid kind of, kind of up in them. Ma'am, would, uh, would you please uh, consider buying a, a pastry? Um, we're trying to go on an annual excursion, and we, we don't have the funds. And, and 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 you can see that she looks back. She maybe nine years old. Looks back, and you can see behind her uh, one of her uh, what looks like wilderness gurus. You can tell very much a mountain man, big beard. Kind of nods and encourages her, and she's like, "We were gonna go into the into the center and, and petition uh, for the regulators." philanthropy for some funds but as you can see we can't get inside so what you consider buying one of these well you know whenever people who are ill prepared go try to be out and about somewhere sometimes that gives me extra work so I might be spending some money to make some money later so uh, how much how much you got it's really kind of an opt-in you just you, you pay. I got one I've got one. Okay, I'll take it, and you can have this pastry. That's fantastic. So where 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 are you guys going to do your thing, and when are you going to be there? Because you know I might 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 get called out. What? Where you said you're trying to do a thing? When are you going? Whenever we get enough money. Okay. Do the rest of you right. want some too? And she turns and she starts digging out of this this little sat you know satchel. Uh, these other uh, colorfully cloth wrapped pastries. I have more. I can, 
Um, any, any yeah, let me let me look through those. I'm gonna and I'm gonna go through and I'm, just, I'm gonna make sure to touch every single one of them. Yeah. Uh, 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 stop it. Don't touch fine. those two. I'm, okay, I'm you don't want to sail. You don't want to sail. That's fine. I'll take two. I didn't want one anyways. So they look horrible. She very quickly hands over two to the pumpkin king. I'll throw them in my bucket of pumpkins. You're not gonna eat them now. Like? No, I'm gonna save them for later. Well, you bought two. Can I, I just? I want to. You know, want to eat one now? Uh, sure, I do. And then I'll take one and I'll mash it up against my uh, my burlap sack. <laughs> Yummy. How do you feel now, huh? You you bullied a man into smashing that into his mask. Are you happy? Are you and, happy, little girl? And then she looks over towards uh, towards Zafrin. Are you not going to try yours? I, I worked really hard on it. Uh, what wasn't that enough? The you you got the the king to to do the the thing. And... But I can't see his face. I can see your face. I want to see your face when you eat it, and so I can get your reaction. Oh wow! I thought I paid you the money, and I thought we were done with this exchange. Okay. You want a reaction? Give me one. I'll give you a reaction. And so Zafreen will take hers and she'll rip it in half and she'll like put it up to Lard's mouth. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, both the Pumpkin King and Lard make strength saves. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm God. <laughs> strength, you say? Yeah. <gasps> I made it. I don't know how I could roll a zero. What? That doesn't make any sense at all. You rolled a seven. Yeah, you rolled a seven. A fail. No, so it's, it's uh, it's doing a pass fail. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Oh. I was, it's like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is a success? Zero is a fail. That is curious. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, so both of you are chewing. Uh, neither of you uh think this tastes i would say it's not the most it smells like pine and it kind of tastes like pine and it's very dry and you swallow and uh, we're we're eating car fresheners aren't we it they'll not unlike it not unlike it mm. and, and while you feel pumpkin king a certain warmth and begin to kind of coat your throat and your stomach uh, your constitution seems to, to hold it off. However, Lard, you feel the most painful, painful cramps begin to course through your stomach right now to the point Whoa. where you double over and collapse to the ground. I'm going to make sure to start shoving my fingers down my throat. As I'm going to try and vomit on that little girl's shoes. As you're doing that, the little girl kicks you. Uh, and she's going to attempt <laughs> to snatch something of value from your person. Good. Uh, I deserve this. <laughs> and she succeeds with a five. I want to buy one now. Um, yeah, these are cool. <laughs> what are some good things that you have? What do you have? Do you have a bunch of stuff? Uh, I've got a hammer, a drill, some gum. Okay. So those three things. I'm going to roll and these. Maybe things. some random little pieces of metal that are stuck to my skin here and there. Okay. Uh, she's going to steal. How big is the drill, you think? It doesn't have a damage die type. So I imagine it's like one of those really crappy ones that you okay. have to like spin like this. So she kicks you, reaches down, grabs your drill, looks up at the rest of you, and tries to dart back into the crowd. Uh, what are the rest of you doing in this situation? 
Well, I can't have our group being known as easy marks. So Owen will try to hook her leg and trip her. That way she can't get away. Okay. Nice. I will, Rollbar the little girl. I will have her roll a deck save to see if she can avoid it. Uh, right. Channel's oh. about to get dogpiled like a Saturday morning cartoon hero. Uh, let's see. Oh, just barely passed. Uh, 14 or 15. You go to Tripper. She hops over top of it, almost startlingly gymnastic-like. Uh, and she looks back at you and she gives you a wink. Uh, there, Xanatos. And continues mm-hmm. running into the crowd to the point where you start seeing like different copies of her in some way like oh there's more of those khaki colored people and this that and then you grab one and you look at them and it's just like a boy maybe 10 or 12 and he's like well what do you want i didn't do anything i didn't do anything and you grab another and it's just like a, a girl with a kind of a long red braid and you just keep grabbing the wrong uh, i want to one of them i want to go for the uh because you said there was like a guy with them mm-hmm. that she was looking back to there was cool. there is yeah there's one of these wilderness gurus I go after him. Okay. Uh, what does that the mean? The would go with what it, him. What does that mean? Uh, is he like also trying to run away or is he like... No, no. He's, he's has got, he reacted at all to... Not at all. He hasn't really been paying attention to you all at all. Uh, once he kind of nodded, he's got... You can see a group of these broken youths around him that he's kind of herding around and kind of dutifully tending to. On the surface, he seems quite attentive to them. I'm going to uh, come up behind him with my hammer in my hand and kind of just like put my arm over his shoulder and the hammer is going to like hit him in the collarbone to be like, hey, so uh, one of your girls there stole something from my friend and I trust you can get that back for us. Turns to you. Boy, you best get your hands off me and take that hammer away from my face. I'm going to, like, drag it off of him and be sure to hit, like, every ridge of his bones as I'm pulling it off. Nice. (laughs) So you're pulling it off of him, and he looks down at you, Moog. And, Moog, you are not a very strong individual. Is that fair? Are you... uh, you, No. You look up at him, and he is quite large uh, and uh, rippling muscles. He's a mountain man. And he looks at you, and he says, if you're stupid enough and gullible enough to get swindled, my little broken youth, then I guess you deserve to have whatever was taken. Does Take he it. look like he he's got um like their collections on him? Uh no, he's actually wearing just what looks like uh yeah, you know, just sort of um like park ranger like gear. Uh, you can see he's he's got what looks like leathers and things on. You can see some animal furs and stuff. Got like a hatchet on his belt. Uh, he's got a looks like a satchel or two, likely of, uh, of various ingredients. He does not look particularly. Uh, he definitely looks out of sorts for this uh, for this setting. Can Zafreen try to um, while? Um Moog is engaging with this guy. Can she try to uh, pickpocket him or some such thing while? Absolutely. Uh, roll it if you're trying to get to. Yeah, roll a deck save. Okay. <laughs> no, that's a fail. 
Okay, you as as he's staring down, uh, what looks like uh, what looks like old Moog. You try to slip up, reach a hand into one of his pouches, and you think you're doing quite well until all of a sudden you feel his hand just crunch down on your wrist, and he pulls you in front of him. And so now you're standing next to Moog, and he's saying, "Did no one teach you manners?" He kind of lifts you up a little bit, kind of holding you up in the air. He seems that strong. He's like, shall I shake you out and take whatever comes free? And you see him just start to kind of shake you. I'll and you'll prick see Zephyrine like, with uh, my acupuncture needle of growth so she doubles in size. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so he's shaking. All of a sudden, you start to grow. He's and he collapses to the ground as the sudden extra weight of Zafrin he was not prepared for. He goes tumbling to the ground, and now he's looking up at you, Zafrin, who has grown basically twice your size, which means you are now bigger than him, and you're standing over top of him, and he's looking at you with very wide and confused eyes. Want to try that again? Hmm. No, ma'am. I'll I'll tell you what. As he starts to get up, I will will look into it. Uh, These little rascals all come from broken homes. And some of them have, well, some some poor habits. I shall speak with them. If you can give me an address, I will deliver uh, the item uh, that was stolen, allegedly. Uh, once I discover it. I, I don't know that we would be wanting to do that. And so, yes, chat, uh, Zephyrine will sort of like pick him up and shake him a bit and see what falls out. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> so you pick him up, you shake him out, Uh and you see, I'll be underneath, just like trying to catch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you can see four of those those pine scented pastries uh, fall out. Uh, a D six hatchet would fall off, uh, and also uh, one sort of a, a tinny sounding ball. It's very, and it's also painted purple. Is it heavy? Um, it's probably the size of a grapefruit, and it doesn't. It's it's closer to the weight of a softball than a than like a like a cannonball. It's not you know, mm, so okay. it's not super heavy, but okay. it has some heft to it. And seeing as no coin came out, Zafrin is going to shake a little bit harder. <laughs> I don't quite think 20. this is equal to what was taken from us and I don't think I want to give you an address so let's just try this again just another pine scented pastry comes out but nothing more you know it's like when you're trying to get a guitar pick out of a guitar <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so infuriating I know that feeling we could make this a little easier on us and I'll pick that pastry up uh, go ahead and open your mouth no thank you Zephyrine, if you would be so kind. Uh, you're going to have to roll a strength save for that. That's not going to be as easy. So roll a strength save as you try to reach in 
to an That's open a his mouth. Nine under twelve. Okay. So free is strong. You reach in, nice. you pull his mouth open. Uh okay. And then shove it in. All right. Maybe so, you don't even use the end of uh Owen a little bit to make sure it really gets packed in there. Oh. All right. So as you force feed him a pine scented pastry, his eyes just begin to water, his face goes red, then purple. He sort of starts to choke. Uh, but he does not grow sick, uh, at least not visi- not visibly in the manner that, by the way, he's still laying on the ground with terrible <sighs> stomach pains. <laughs> Little bits are vomiting up on the on the pavement or on the cobblestone. Uh, definitely having more of the same reaction that Pumpkin King had, not as violent. But the, he, you can see his face is certainly uh, showing signs of discomfort, but it doesn't look as bad as Lard. He passed his strength save. All right. And Anybody got any will... tums? <laughs> I don't. Mm. No. Sorry. I think we've gotten yeah. everything we can out of this one, though. Anybody yeah. want to give him an address? I'm not interested. No. Oh, uh, yeah. It's 123 Fake Street, uh, <laughs> and I won't be there. So goodbye. So you drop him back down. I'll make sure to vomit in his beard. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Oh. And Lord is a very petty man. It barely. Well, if he's going to barf, I'll prick you with the thing so that you go double in size and lurch oh. over him as you do. <laughs> Meanwhile, as this has been as this has been happening elsewhere within this <laughs> this uh, protesting zone outside the barricade to the cul-de-sac, you hear shouts have started to grow louder and more violent. You can hear that there are a variety of insults that are being hurled between the fabulous guild members and the bureaucracy enforcers. You also see like this explosion of like this purple smoke uh, that erupts within a group of those guild members who go coughing and scrambling out of it. Uh, you can see that one of those enforcers begins to kind of beat one of the fabulous guild members with like some kind of copper colored gavel here and there as it's beginning to turn violent. Uh, what are you all doing? We have to get past that, correct? Yeah. And there's an overwhelming number of those enforcers there. Uh, and then you've got these, the buildings on either side as well. One of them, uh, the ocular augmentations and one of them, a psychotherapy center. Oh man. I mean, normally I would say the obvious answer is to go underground, but right now, I don't know how well we're going to fit underground. Right? Yeah, that'll wear off in a, in a bit. But then, you know. Up, up, and away then. Uh, and I will shimmy up a wall onto a roof. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll a dex. The psychotherapy, I think. Okay. Roll a dex save. Four under 14. That's a pass. Okay. You are able to clamber up uh, the front side uh, of this, uh, uh, of this, you said the psychotherapy? Yeah. So you, you, you clamber over. It's not quite the front side of it because looking sure. at this place, it's very much like an industrial factory. In fact, it looks very strange uh, to be described as a psychotherapy center, but that is nonetheless with the sign that has been repurposed and refitted multiple times. You think out in front of it says you climb up on top of it and you get sort of on, on the rooftop of this opening annexed area. 
Uh, you can see that there are a variety of other buildings and stuff that are sort of situated here and there. It's more like a compound than it is like one singular building. Uh, there are some spaces between each. None of the buildings here are particularly tall, nothing more than maybe a, a two or three story building. Um, you can tell that some do not appear to have any electricity funneling through them. There's no lights. Some of them are dark. Others uh, seem more uh, more more illuminated. And there's looks to be some covered passageways between. You also notice that immediately below you, kind of watching you the whole time without any interest whatsoever, uh, is this blue furred mockery who is sitting on a shelf outside uh, of the main entrance to the psychotherapy and seems to be mimicking the act of smoking a pipe and they're just kind of watching you. And they don't try to stop you. They don't yell. They're just sort of watching you as if they don't give a shit about what you're doing. The rest uh, of the three wants to try to go through the office. Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll just try and walk through. Okay. Uh, go ahead. That sounds like a good idea. Go ahead, Xanatos. You were going to do something else. Go ahead. I was just going to wave at the mockery. And he puts a hand up to his forehead and salutes you. Give it a salute, and then I'm off to business. Okay. So, uh, Lard, you're the only one I haven't heard about. What are you doing? I mean,. I hate to do it, but I'm, I'm going to go climbing with Xanatos. I, I just... Dex, we have to go high. I'm going to follow the guy that knows what he's doing. Deck save, then, to, to I, climb up. I rolled. Do we need to do a second one? Uh, this is to climb the wall. Did you already roll that? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Then, Success. Yeah, sure. Then the two of you are, are on the rooftop of the opening annex of this, uh, of this compound. Looking down, the two of you can see that this barricade of bureaucracy enforcers is somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 or 50 strong. They have more than one machine or two. Uh, it also seems to be there's a series of waves. There's a staging area a little bit behind uh, where the barricades actually are, where some folks are kind of off shift and waiting. It gets all, it almost looks like an army uh, at this point. There's this little army, army staging ground. Uh, and dropping down anywhere in that would probably not do you particularly well, but trying to, to get through the compound might, might be better. Those of you who went inside, so the other three, uh, you pass by that, that, uh, that blue furred mockery who just kind of stares at y'all as you're walking past. And he's just like, Hey, y'all going in? Yep. Okay. See ya. Later. Thank you. And you, Here, have a pastry. He looks at it. He looks at you. He looks at It'll it. Be like, Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. You all have fun in there. They're delicious. I, Melissa was shaking her head, and then I realized my character would absolutely be like, yeah, go ahead. Eat it. I don't. Keep me in business. Dude, you know what I am? I don't eat. Not really. Oh, well, you should find someone who might want to eat it. Throw it to them. All right. Thank you. I'll do that. Guess like he kind of cocks his head to the side. You see his eyes begin to sort of circle around a little bit and then kind of solidify. Like they kind of spin in this sort of strange, like kind of loose doll's eye way before fitting and he kind of just zooms in. And for a moment, it almost seems like the eyes kind of 
like dilate for a second as if he's kind of watching you very carefully. But otherwise, he's not saying anything. Did you get new eyes like, from the place across the street? Did I what? Did you get new eyes from the place across the street? Did not. Oh. Well, never mind. I was going to ask you how they are. I wouldn't know. Well, are you all feeling... I'm sorry, I have a whole uh, a script. Where is it? Ah, fuck, I don't remember where it is. Uh, okay, y'all feeling uh, sad or not like yourselves or just kind of in need of some sort of emotional or mental support? Well, you've come to the right place because here at Ginger Giant Psychotherapy, we ensure that when you come in, you are as... Uh, What's the word? As pungent as molasses, but as sweet as sugar when you leave. There you go. Now get the fuck out of my face. Thanks. And he puts the pipe back in his mouth. And in we go? Yeah. I'll go in yep. and I'll start looking. Stairs. Arrow pointing to stairs. So you Whatever that might be. You step inside uh, and you can see that there is no reception area of, of, of note. Uh, there is a very polished concrete look to the interior. Uh, is no real light uh, that you can see. Uh, the You can see that there's a hallways that kind of spiral in different directions. There's this smell that kind of permeates here of, of sugar and sadness. And uh, as you walk in, uh, you can see that flanking every one of these hallways out of this main foyer uh, are two life-size gingerbread folk uh, that have that are kind of there with these smiling-looking faces, uh, uncannily so, and almost like pointing down the hallway. As the three of you are sort of looking at that and you're looking around, uh, maybe one of you has a flashlight or a torch or a lantern, that's fine. Uh, you hear jack-o'-lantern <laughs> jack you hear the doors close and click and yeah what do the three of you like to do uh, looking for a way through right yeah I'm looking for anything that says stairs you look around you do not see lights or, uh, language anywhere you don't see any any information no signs no nothing like that it's just completely and utterly devoid of anything, of any kind of communication, other than these smiling gingerbread folk that seem to be pointing in various hallways. Are they like mannequin gingerbread man or like... They're they're basically two-dimensional. Like they're like the... They're essentially like a gingerbread cookie. Like they're in that shape. They're a little thicker because they're life-size, but that's essentially what they look like. Okay. And they're they're pointing... Yeah, they're, each of them have, like, they're pointing down one of the various hallways that they're flanking. I will follow the pointing of the first one that I see. Okay. Off off goes Zephrine. Uh, do, uh, do the Pumpkin King and Moog follow? I'll try and go down whichever one seems like is going the farthest through. I have no idea what that means or how you would be able to assess that. Like, uh, do we know like which direction out of this building we're supposed to be? Is it like straight uh, through or like, yeah, you need to vaguely head eastward, uh, through the blockaded area. Uh, so if you want to take a straight shot through the doors, yeah, you can follow that one. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much what I'm trying to do. Okay. 
do you go, so is that the same one that you go down Zephrine or do you go down a different one? Uh, for fun, I'll go down a different one. Okay. And what about the pumpkin king? Uh, I'll stay put and I'll say, shout if you find stairs. Okay. Okay. So the pumpkin king stays there. The two of you plunge down these hallways and start venturing outward. Uh, let's go to the roof where Lard and uh, in God damn it, Xanatos uh, are perched on top. Uh, what are you two doing up here? Well, we know which way we need to go, so vaguely, yeah, yeah, we'll head vaguely that direction. Okay, so there the buildings aren't necessarily close enough for you to like always like hop from one rooftop of the annex to another. So it usually involves in some cases you might have to climb down and climb back up and climb down and climb back up or just climb down and venture around. Just think of it like a very large compound uh, with sure. a series of uh, series of buildings. Um, so as the two of you uh, kind of climb down, climb up, climb back down again, um, you come across um, a group of people first time you've seen them in a while, uh, who, when you look at them, they're dressed in, well, they're dressed in fairly elegant looking clothing. Uh, you can see the, they all have like suit coats on and such. A few of them, uh, have ties, uh, or there's kind of long, elegant skirts in some of the women. Um, and as you, start moving in your, their direction. Uh, you, you don't, they don't see you immediately. So you're welcome to, to try to avoid them if you like, or, or if you just push through, it's fine as well. Uh, I think we just avoid this nonsense. Yes. Uh, cults and all. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you want to try to avoid them, then that would be a deck save to try to stealthily sure. move past them. Okay. Oh, I got a one. Yeah, it's excellent. Me too. Okay. Uh, the two of you managed to, uh, you kind of start to turn around a corner and you see them and they're, you hear them talking a little bit, a little bit under your, under the, but quietly, you couldn't quite hear everything yeah. they're saying, but you quickly shift back, listen for a second, peek around the corner. They don't seem to follow you. They don't seem to have noticed you. And you start scrambling up uh, another one of these, one of the, one of these buildings. It's then we're like on your on top of this other annex. There's a kind of a fairly large crack in, in the rooftop and the ceiling, and you can see through that crack, through that that hole in the ceiling, down into what looks like some kind of chamber. Uh, there are a variety of uh, of these large tin drums, uh, but you also see that there are are like other groups of people that seem to be hiding. Uh, and they're like hiding behind them or in the drums. And you have this like bird's eye view of it all. And as you're watching, one of the doors opens up. A little flood of light comes in as the folks that you saw outside the building were holding lanterns and things. It looks like they've come inside. And you just kind of hear the voice like, oh, come now, come now. It's time for your assessment. There's no reason to be so fearful. We know you're in here, of course. It's just proper research procedures. Can't do a, we can't do a, a, a proper experimentation without the control group, and we need to do the questionnaire. Now, come out, come free, and let us have our debrief. Quit being so childish. 
And you don't see any of the folks that are hiding responding in any manner whatsoever. Oh, so we're looking down through a crack in the ceiling, yeah, right? No one sees you whatsoever. You guys are, are free and clear, but you're just watching this weird exchange yeah. Yeah, below you. How big is this crack? Uh, you could slip down it if you wanted to. Uh, I would say... Throw something through it? If you like, yeah. I want to take just like some random piece of like small, like a penny or something that clung to me because I'm faintly magnetic. I want to peel it off. I want to just throw it at one of those people in a barrel to make them go, <laughs> ow! <laughs> so that they get outed. And then we get to see what happens. That is exactly what you do. You throw this down. It hits them on the head first. And they're like, ow! What? And then it clinks along the inside of this tin drum. And they kind of stand and they look at where it come from. Your decks, your stealth saves will roll over and they look up. They can't see you. But you can tell that they are now coated in light. And the voice, oh, there you are. Well, come here, Henry. We must answer questions. Where's the rest of your control group? Come now. Questions, questions. And you're like, I don't want to answer questions. I don't, I don't want to answer questions. Oh, stop it, Henry. Stop it now. You're being so ridiculous. How are we ever going to advance the science of psychotherapy if we don't ask probing questions? Now, out, out. Come on out. I don't want to. But he starts climbing out at this point and begins to get kind of surrounded uh, by these um, doctors, we'll call them. Okay. <laughs> How many doctors are there? Uh, there are. Uh, there are three. Maybe yeah. Uh, I'm gonna poke my head into the crack. Okay. Uh, I'm going to roll sort of a sort of a luck check, higher low check, to see if they if this go high. Okay. Uh, okay. I rolled a two. Uh, that's and, reverse high. Yeah, that's reverse high. <laughs> uh, so. You, 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 you poke your head down, uh, and you just feel your face suddenly coated with this lantern light and you hear a woman's voice from, Oh, well, hello there. Are you part of this group? Would you like to join us? Yes. Come, come down. I see you come here. Come here, please. Yes. Yes. Don't be so shy. Uh, no, but the rest of the control group is up here. No, 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 no. Uh, yes, you and the rest of them, come down, hop down. There's plenty of room there, plenty of room. And you just hear your head begin to echo, plenty of room. Come down, plenty of room, come down. And it just starts, like, like drumming yeah. away inside. Roll a charisma save. Yeah. Oh, I rolled a 20. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Down I go. Xanatos, uh, what are you doing? Oh God, Xanatos! There's plenty of room down here. Come on, don't don't listen to him. Come on, hey. it's fine. No, no, hey. all the room in the world. Hey, so I oh I, I I'm gonna start chomping on my gum. Okay, so as he's trying, to, let me resolve the crit crit fail first because yeah. that's a crit fail. So we're gonna we're gonna yeah. play that out. Okay, so yeah. first of all, go ahead and take two points of charisma loss. As you feel this droning starting to overwhelm you in your head, and everything she says just sounds perfectly reasonable, so you just kind of start hopping down at this point. Yeah. And, I, and I'll say then, Lard, you see him begin to kind of hop down like a pool. He's got his got his hands on the ledge of the crack, and he's about to let go. Lard, what are you doing? I'm doing my best to chew my gum, get it just a little bit sticky, split into two pieces. And shove my nasty coal gum in his ears. Okay. You shove you shove I'm that in his ears. You. 
I'm going to say those things, these things happen instant at the same moment. You shove them in his ears. He falls into the room <laughs> with the gum in his ears. And we're going to cut then to the rest of them. So let's see, since we're in three separate groups on the inside, we'll start. A terrible party member. We'll start with Moog. Uh, Moog, uh, you, okay. You're wandering around uh, and you're just you're just following this hallway. It's a very straight shot hallway and you don't see any doors left or right as you go. You smell something particularly awful, uh, very pungent and foul, uh, f- familiar in some ways, the smell, but it's not it's not sewer water or anything like that. You can't quite place it um, as you reach uh, kind of the end of the hallway. Uh, there is a. There is a door in front of you uh, that seems to seems to leave this hallway. What would you like to do? Um, do I feel like I've walked long enough that um, Pumpkin King would be out of earshot? Uh, if you shout loud enough, it's possible the halls could echo. It's very quiet in here otherwise. I'm going to just call back and say, like, oh, I found a door going through it. And then going to look through do i hear anything on the other side of this door before i open it listen in uh maybe the wind you just hear yeah it could be the wind you don't hear any voices or anything like that nothing too distinct uh pumpkin king you would hear if he's yelling you know full volume you'd have no problem with hearing that uh i I will uh yell down the hallways that freen went to and said and say uh moog found a door okay Uh, I'll say then that Zafreen, you're you're moving down your own. You find this kind of branching path. And right as you're about to kind of decide which direction you're going to go, you hear the sound of Pumpkin King behind you shouting that Moog found a door. You turn around to see the direction that it's coming from. Uh, instead of sort of seeing a free and open pathway back, it looks as though a shadow has kind of moved. And that's when you realize it is not, in fact, a shadow. But it is rather this kind of ooze-like brown slime sludge that that is slowly kind of moving in your direction uh, to the point where you can act before you get to, before it does anything, but it is now moving in your direction, blocking your pathway back to Pumpkin King. Okay, so Zafreen is, she, you know, has in her hand her, you know, kind of one side shovel, one side umbrella. So she's going to flip this to shovel side up. Okay, <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> is this ooze like in, like, ambulatory in the middle of the hallway or is it like on the walls oozing towards me it's you as you're did you take a moment to look you can see it's well it's a little bit of everywhere uh you can see it it seems to be pouring from cracks and crevices in the wall and the floor you can see it's uh kind of just in the corners of the room that was resting in and it's all kind of coming together it is relatively large already and seems to be growing by the second Okay. Uh, so I'm actually going to go the other way. Um, and so she is, so this is an expandable umbrella. So she kind of pulls it out and then pushes the fancy little button that pops the umbrella open. 
and she's just going to try to like barrel her way through using the umbrella sort of like a shield so that all of the ooze just goes around her. Okay. Uh, okay. Roll a deck save. This is... Oh, this... I was hoping for strength. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> you, you can push through it. It's just a question of whether you can push through it fast enough. Uh, okay. Uh, that's a fail. It's an 11 over 9. You, uh, you, you lower your umbrella and you start pushing through and you're not having trouble parting it. But what you are having trouble with is moving fast enough that it doesn't begin, the parts begin to come back together. And before you're able to fully push through to the other side of this gigantic ooze, which smells actually very much like pungent, gone stale, gone foul molasses, begins to sort of swarm around you. Um, You're going to take... Well, there's only one of you, so that doesn't work. So you're going to take three points of damage uh, as you feel yourself begin to be subsumed. I only have five hit points, so I'm now down to two hit points. Don't worry, I'll get rid of those in a second, too. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go back to Pumpkin King. So Pumpkin King, you called out to Safreen. You've heard from, uh, you've heard from Moog. What do you want to do? Can Safreen have said something when I did that? Uh, you like shout as you're running through? Yeah. Uh, sure. Kind of a. <laughs> okay. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like she's a, she's a refined sword. And so she's a capital just... A escapes the hallway. Uh, Pumpkin King, you hear a random uh <laughs> come from the direction <laughs> Safreen went down. In I response. will race heroically into the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> you race heroically into the darkness and you, you smell this horrible, horrible stench. Roll a strength save. As you get closer and closer. Oh, dang it. That was so close. Reduce your HP to zero. As you get close and you realize there is this massive funneling ooze pouring out of one of these walls that is giving off. And you are very, very close to it at this point. The most ridiculous and awful stench just just shooting it outward and away from its body. And it just, the nausea overwhelms you. You can, however, see the colorful umbrella uh, where you imagine uh, Zafreen is, and you can kind of see her struggling to push free as she's kind of being trapped and subsumed within this chunk of molasses. What'd you like to do? Uh. Hmm. If I can approach the molasses. It doesn't seem to be reaching out at you just yet. Uh, it seems to be focusing its attention on Zafreen. But you can okay, get closer about, to it. About how far is the distance between her and uh, the furthest away wall of the hall? How far away is she from a wall? Is that yeah. my, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, she's about, I don't know, say three feet or so from a wall. Well, this might hurt them. Uh, I'm going to roll a pumpkin into the ooze and then prick it with my acupuncture needle. Okay. So that it uh, quadruples, octuples in size. Okay. 
<laughs> so these pumpkins are yeah, like your normal size pumpkins, right? Like yeah. a, like a slightly bigger than a bowling ball. Roll it in, stab it. It immediately grows to the point where it almost blocks the entirety of the hallway if it's almost congruent, but there's still a little bit of room left, but it's enough to sort of wrench this, this molasses apart, giving a very small space that Zephrine could, could potentially leap through before this thing starts to, to to sort of slip around. You do notice that the, 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 even the pumpkin, the very top of it, despite its size, you can see this, this growing ooze that just seems to start to coat over top of it as if it's consuming the pumpkin as well, but it certainly made a hole. Uh, so, so Zephrine sent an A down the hall just because Zephrine is behind the umbrella. <laughs> Does Zephrine hear anything come back down the hall from Pumpkin King? I'm sorry, say that again. Does Pumpkin King say anything to kind of let Zephrine know um, to come through? Help is on the way uh, in the most <laughs> unsure tone of voice possible. Okay. Zafrain, when you when you look up, you can see a giant pumpkin has suddenly appeared and has wrenched free the uh, uh, the actual ooze. You can try to scramble over top of the pumpkin if you would like. Uh, yes, I would like to do that. I'm going to say it's another deck save, however. <laughs> Uh, but I will, because you now have a friend there, go ahead and take like a D six bonus. So roll an extra, uh, well, you don't even have to, you just rolled. I don't even one. need it. I rolled a one. Okay. <laughs> so you, you manage to scramble over top. You can see like little chunks of the ooze are, are, are kind of still stuck to you here and there and are trying to, uh, you know, amalgamate over on top of your, on top of your clothes. Uh, but you can flick that off easily if you'd like. Uh, and the two of you have have freed yourselves from this. And Zafreen will sort of grab Pumpkin King kind of on the way out. Which is good because now you're hearing him say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And then we'll kick back to Moog really fast. Uh, you you called for Pumpkin King, but he never never came. You also haven't heard Zafreen. You've heard some sounds of some shouting somewhere else in these halls, but probably too vague for you to piece together what it is. You don't hear on the anything more than maybe wind on the opposite side of this door. What do you want to do? I'm sure they're all right. Uh, I'll open the door. <laughs> you open the door and you are not wrong. It definitely is an exterior door. There's a bit of a wind out here as the sun has almost fully gone down at this point. Um, it is still lingering. So there's some kind of pink orange ribbons left uh, in between some of the larger buildings of Bastion. Uh, you can see out in front of you what almost looks like a silo building, uh, but with the roof roof rift off uh, and you can see that there's another annex building maybe not unlike the one you were in about 20 feet from you uh, and it doesn't appear as though there's anyone around hmm. I'll put like a, like a rock or piece of debris in the door so it doesn't shut behind me sure you do that um, I'm going to look are there other because I saw there were three hallways when we first went in, so I'm going to look. Like, are there other sets of doors that looks like it comes out? Looking for other exterior doors, you don't see anything else like that out here. No, just as the only one. Hmm. He's gonna like wait a little bit and be like, "What's taking him so long?" And okay. then he'll go back in. 
uh, leaving the door propped open. And we'll say eventually you take a couple steps back in and you see both uh, the Pumpkin King and Zephrine huffing and puffing, looking very sickly. Uh, Zephrine covered her clothes, kind of stained this sickly brown, and both of them absolutely stink to high heaven. Uh, just horrific stenches. Never um, offer me another ginger snap ever again. I don't like well, this is the one anymore. with the doorway. Okay. Well, I'm glad you picked the right door. I did not pick the right door. Want some gum? <laughs> yep. I'll take one piece of gum and tear it in half. It tastes like sage. Wasn't it sage flavored? Isn't that what you got? Yeah. <laughs> Not the yeah. most ideal flavor, but it certainly is better than that horrific flavor. So the three I of know, you. I'm going to be something to help with the smell. Three of you then leave the building. You step out into this, this yard and we'll cut back over then to lard uh, into uh, into Xanatos's lard, you watch as Xanatos falls to the ground. I will say that uh, as you land, Xanatos, yeah, you no longer hear the humming and the the sort of reverberation. And as you look around at the three kind of people staring at you at this point, the three doctors, uh, it suddenly occurs to you maybe that you'd have no idea why the hell you just dropped down there, and that seemed like a really dumb idea. Yet here you are mm-hmm. amongst here them. Here I am. Yeah. Um. When in doubt, uh, I think I'll refer to what Owen thinks is the best decision here. Uh, Owen, oh, uh, suggestions. Fantastic idea. And I will club one of them in the face with the crowbar. <laughs> All right. Give me a dex roll to see if you can get this off before they act. Uh, all you do is if you pass, you go bef- you, you get to act before them. If you fail, nice. they'll act before you. Okay. Yeah. So you can go ahead and act there. The woman uh, was the one who was speaking to you, and she is the one you have landed close to. One of the, uh, one of the men has closed in on the guy in that tin drum who is now standing up. And then standing a little bit further back by the entrance into this building is the third one of these doctors. So what would you like to do? And with crowbar. Okay. Roll your damage. Roll damage. So Joe, you're, you're new to this. You don't roll to hit. You just roll damage. That's it. Uh, that's all there is to it. So four points of okay. damage uh, to one of these uh, residents is not enough to actually take her completely down uh, as they are. So she, you come up. You slap, you just smack her right across, you know, the the face or the shoulder, and you just you feel like the thud of the crowbar, and her head goes flying wide. You see a splurt of blood. She whips it right back. Her jaw now crooked, teeth missing, blood beginning to drop down, and you just hear, "Well, it seems as though you have some anger issues." I'm certain that we could address those in therapy. However, we're going to need a more important and serious case of intervention right now. Uh, And as she says that, uh, you can see that her hand reaches into her pocket. She takes out a comically sized syringe, not unlike the one that the Pumpkin King seems to carry, and (laughs) and she stabs you in the neck with it. Uh, you can take 
okay, so take three points of damage. All right. And then make a strength save. Yes. Okay. You will not, uh, so you feel yourself getting drowsy, but you're not instantly knocked out. Uh, but you probably will be knocked out in short order. Um, I'm going to have then the others, let's see, let's see if the others do anything. Uh, I think the one who's going towards the man in the drum is going to continue to do that. Uh, I think the one by the door will quickly run up uh, and he will, I think, just, I think he's just going to kind of throw a punch into you. Uh, oh for <laughs> one point of damage. It's a very weak, very weak punch. Uh, I'll give Lard your action now, as that has all happened on the ground. So your action now, we'll say. What would you like to do? You know, I would really love to go in there and help save Xanatos, but I'm, I'm looking at the syringes, I'm looking at him getting all woozy, and I'm just... I think, you know, discretion is the better part of valor. Um, so instead... Uh, I might call down to those well-dressed people below for distraction. Did you all hear? They're, they're doing free health inspections and a shot of bourbon right at that front door. Right here, right now. Only for the upper class. VIPs only. Come right now. Right away. I'm just going to try and like convince them to come. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I will roll some Christmas saves for them, and we'll see whether or not this distracts them enough to give... Uh, Xanatos an opportunity to do something. I'm not going down there. Okay, the woman. No, I'm not. That's fair. That's the, fair. <laughs> the woman rolls a natural one, so that's so she's nope, not doesn't care. Uh, the man who just rolled up the, the punch, Xanatos, uh, fails. So he is like, "Bourbon, you say?" And he starts to turn around and take a few steps. Uh, and then the one that's approaching the man in the tin. Uh, he rolls a two, so he does not distract it either. So you get one. One of them starts to run back towards the door, uh, chasing after the bourbon. Uh, we'll go back to the start of the round then, and it is uh, it's Xanatos' turn. Uh, what would you like to do as you're feeling yourself getting... Yeah, drowsy? yeah, that woozy's got me worried. Uh, am I able to, like, run and hop up on one of these barrels and try and pull myself out of the crack? Uh, absolutely. I'm going to say, let's give me a roll for this, uh, 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 dex or strength. I'll, I'll do you, I'll your, your, your choice. Okay. Okay. So you try to kind of parkour up a little bit. Hardcore parkour, 12 mm -hmm. under 14. I'm good. Okay. You run up, jump on one of these tins. You see that there's a couple more folks that were huddling and hiding in the, in the shadows. And they're kind of watching you with bright eyes, uh, as you, leap up uh i'll say even even though you're not going to jump down there lord you're probably there to offer a hand and kind of pull him up you still feel very drowsy and your lids are getting heavier uh, and heavier mm -hmm. i'm glad you made i was just about to go in there and start fucking cleaning house i'm really glad you're up here though uh yeah i'm glad i'm up here too she had drugs that weren't fun yeah okay i'm gonna need my gum back Ugh. I was going to take it out for you, but that's fine. And you, Thank you for the gum. And you hear him say, and he falls face first to the ground, just face plants right in front of you. I'm taking a nap. Now, the man who is chasing for a bourbon uh, pushes the door open. You hear the woman. I'll say this is uh, this is Lard who hears this. How dare you come 
back here this instant. And she's chasing after now. She's not climbing up, but you see her running out. Um, it's then that you do notice there is a ladder on one side of mm-hmm. the buildings that's kind of hooking over and she's running out. Those of you who came out of the first building, you see a door pop open on a building to the east and a man comes running out, looking, uh, kind of looking around, darting, and then is kind of running in your direction. Moments later, a woman, both of them are carrying these big old gas, you know, kind of lanterns of some kind, not lanterns, uh, candle lanterns and stuff. And you can see that this behind, uh, behind him, another woman pops out uh, at this distance with the light. You can see that she's suffered some kind of damage. You're not sure what the hell's going on. Uh, and you can see she is instead going around to the opposite side of that building out of sight of you. And that is where we're at. Um, I'm going to give the three of you an option to do something, and then we'll kick back to uh, Lard in Xanatos. So we see them running, but we don't see Xanatos. One of them is running in the direction of you. Uh, The man is. uh, And you can see the woman ran around to the opposite side of the building that you can view. So you can't see her anymore. Um, I don't think you would be able to see them on the rooftop. So I don't think you see them. You knew they went up. Uh, That's all you really knew. Well, with the one coming towards us, I'll take out a pumpkin and bowl it towards his feet. (laughs) Okay. Nice. Roll a dex to see if he can dodge out of the way of that. He cannot with a 15. (laughs) As you take it, he goes much like Xanatos did. He just trips over top of it, smashes his face. The lantern goes scattering. Uh, Jake, roll a d6 for damage. Oh, lovely. Let me know how you do. Eh, two. Okay, still not bad. Uh, not enough to take him out, but he's like, No, God, so what is the meaning of this? Why is there a pumpkin here? If you want to beat him up, now's your chance. Uh, yeah, the two of you can go. Now, so so we're, we're, we're kind of not fully doing like the normal electric bastion rules here, like the before and after, the simple targeting, stuff like that. But I will say if the two of you want to do something, that's fine. Um... Sure. I'll flip my umbrella over to the shovel and give him a shovel whack upside the head. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and uh, I'll say you can roll your damage, but increase the damage die uh, because he's on the ground rolling around. So increase the damage die and give it a roll. Uh, so what I'm going to do is uh, what I'm going to do with this game is I'm going to try out these new um, kind of optional rules where normally rules is written uh, you, you roll decks to determine whether you go before or after the enemy. And then everybody who targets the same target rolls their damage at the same time. And whoever gets the best roll is how much damage you do. I've never, it's never been my favorite rule because it often feels like the other people who are doing it, they don't really do anything. So this we're going to do. We're going to make it so that um, we'll play it out the same way. Everyone who targets the same roll your damage die will take the highest roll, but then we'll add plus one for each extra person that's also Mm. targeting. So there's a slight bump. So go ahead and roll your damage die there as you uh, as you smash down with the shovel. So I have a question. Would you consider a shovel a large medium weapon or a medium melee weapon? So medium is baseball bat with spike, sword, axe, machete. Uh, medium's fine. I'll give you medium. Okay. All right. D6. But you can increase the... I'll say you can increase the damage die by one because he's laying on the ground. So then 2d6? Increase uh, a step. Go up a step. Oh, sorry. Okay. Or you can roll okay. bonus die. Actually, no, no. The proper way to do this hitting is bonus die. Roll a d4 bonus and add it to your d6. 
Okay, so the D6 was a five, and now I'm rolling a D4, which is a three. So, so total of eight. a total of eight points of damage. And then, Joe, what would you be doing? Uh, was this the only person to hit, or did the other one run off? He is the only one that you see. The woman who came out ran around to the opposite side of the building out of your sight. Okay, I'm going to chase after them. It looks like they've got okay. this guy. So you go running after uh, her. That's fine. I'll say that your entire turn is going to be spent running to close the distance. As you come around the corner of the building, you see the woman has begun to climb up a ladder uh, on the north side of the building. She hasn't gotten just only a couple mm-hmm. rungs. She's not that far up. Uh, so, okay. uh, so I'm going to go back to then resolve some damage. Uh, so Melissa had the most damage die with eight. I'm going to add plus one to that because Jake also attacked him. So that's going to be nine total damage, which is going to go into this guy's strength which means he has to roll a critical strength save. Puts him down to nine strength. I'm sorry, that's not right. It puts him down to seven strength. Yeah, seven strength. Uh, So let me see. Seven or lower. I rolled a nine. Uh, As the two of you pummel this guy, Jake, you're able to roll your your pumpkin, which knocks him down. He's like, God, Sooks, what is the meaning of this? Rolls his head up (laughs) as he's about to complain and has a shovel come smashing down, collapsing his face even more than the fall did. And he is out. Maybe dead, but definitely out. I want to go back up to the rooftop where we see both both Xanatos, who is now sleeping, uh, and we have Lard. Um, Okay. I'm going to sprawl out. On the rooftop. I know she's coming to the ladder, right? I'm going to try and be kind of out of sight, right? And I want to wait until that hand comes up. And just as her hand comes to the top rung, I want to smack her with a hammer and make her fall back. Okay. Uh, I'm going to roll over your decks your, for, for stealth. It was so good. They haven't actually seen you. They've only seen the one, I believe. So uh, I don't see any reason why they would assume you're still up here. So you see after a moment that hand comes up. Uh, and then roll your damage. And then I'll say roll a d6 uh, for bonus on top of it. And that's going to be from the, from, well, actually, let me roll your damage and I'm going to see if, before you roll your bonus, I'm going to see if she can keep her, if she can keep hold of this. Four. With a 19, she falls. So roll an extra d6 for the fall. (laughs) Another four. That's eight points of damage. Um, so that's going to put her into her strength as well. Uh, then let me roll. And she fails her save. So as you come running around the corner, Moog, you watch this woman. She's quickly climbing up. She gets to the top ladder and suddenly you see her just something smacks her. And like she's got the she got the lantern still on. You can just see like this hammer or stick or something just whacks her on the head she loses her hand her handle on the rung and goes falling (laughs) all the way down splattering on the ground just a few feet in front of you (laughs) very much dead that's why you stay (laughs) on the ground sucker i'm gonna look up and see how that happened (laughs) and if, if you look up, you can see there is the face of Lard in the in the fading sunlight of evening, laughing uh, at this woman uh, on the ground. We're the good guys. Totally. They were not good people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were not good people. It's okay. No, they were not. Just going to give Lard a thumbs up. 
And then uh, I'm going to run back and peek my head around the corner and see how they're doing with the guy on the ground. Uh, he is also dead, uh, or at least out, as you can see. So I'll, I'll then I'll turn to Zephrine and Pumpkin King. This guy is out. You're not sure if he's alive or if he's just knocked out, but he is definitely no longer bothering the two of you. Uh, what would you guys like to do? Zephrine will look down, look up at Pumpkin King. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. So we'll say then that you all are somewhat reunited uh, at this point. Do you go up to the rooftop or do you go down? Because going down, you're going to have to account for uh, for, for Sanitos. It won't be that long. Uh, it'll only be a couple minutes worth of nap time, uh, and you can probably slap him awake a bit. Yeah, I'm not carrying this guy down. I'm not. Okay. We'll come uh, up to you. It's fine. So you you go up and you, you see Xanatos has suffered a little bit. He's also got some gum in his ears for who knows why. Uh, but all of you have reunited on the top of this roof. What would you like to do? Anybody have any tea or anything to just take a rest? I have a pumpkin. <laughs> Does that help? Uh, the seeds are edible. Okay. Thinking maybe if we chomp on some pumpkin seeds, we might get our HP back, maybe? I'll get us started. I'll sure. pull out my long-handled fork and pop open a pumpkin. If you would like to take a rest up here, you're more than welcome to do so, which then can recuperate your HP, no problem. Punch, you know, And then at that point, I'll say Xanatos, you would probably wake up uh, with the taste of pumpkin in your mouth. I'll call down it back to the room. Hey, you barrel boy, you want out of here? You call down. So there's there's more stuff going on down there. As you can see that the that that scared man in the tin drum is is anxiously answering questions of the last remaining doctor down here. Uh, it's a much quieter conversation at this point. There's a little bit of uh, they're not yelling, uh, but there's definitely kind of. Not, there's no physical harm being done, but he certainly seems to be very skittish. Yeah, I'm, you know, the patient confidentiality. I don't want to interrupt that. <laughs> I, I don't want to get involved. Maybe, maybe this is something that after we get our fallen star thing, maybe we uh, drop a line to those journalists out there, and maybe they'll. Uh, Look into this. Exactly. Yeah. You know, for now, thoughts and prayers, obviously. Yeah. I was very worried you were going to say we should go back in and save them. Uh, what? No, are you crazy? I'm not going in there. They'll be fine. I think the journalist is a great way to go. Yeah, we send the journalist in there so they can get drugged. And then we hammer them in the head while they're drugging the journalist. Or that, or that. But but we have we have debts to pay off and we have to get the star. Right, money yes. now, murder later. I like it. I, I think that we did a little murdering in the. It was yeah. self defense, <laughs> preemptive yeah, self defense, yeah. because I saw what they did to Xanatos. I was in fear for my safety. Uh, no jury I, will convict us because nobody ain't saw gonna us know we was here. Hey, exactly. Yeah. I and didn't one do one of them was the ground. So. Thing. She slipped. Do you know where we're going? Do you know which direction we're 
that way. I mean, if we were underground, yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's that way. Just okay. Over there. There's a whole the world out here, Lord. Down and up. Experience it. Ah, it smells funny up here. Like it smells worse down there. I'm, I'm sorry oh. about that. That's me. They do absolutely reek. Absolutely horrifically reek. You can smell them. From you guys want gum? Twenty feet away. But I'll, I'll I offer Xanatos and Lard gum. No. I've got some. It's good. I had some, and I couldn't taste anything. Yeah. So Xanatos, you would be able to do some quick calculations. Sure. You can see that there is a fence uh, not too far away. It starts to curve around southward. Before that curve, if you hop over it, you think you've traveled far enough east that you might be able to bypass the site of that barricade block blockage. Okay. I will relay that to the group. We've gone far enough this way. We cut back that way. We're past, past the blockade. Easy street all the way in. Excellent. I like it. Solid plan. Owen agrees. Uh, I forgot that my soul siren should have gone off when I was next to that girl that fell. That is true. That would have that would have sounded. Um, I don't know if... Let me see if the doctor inside would have reacted to it. Let me see. Let me see. No, he would not. He is still much more interested in his research. Okay. Uh, and the other one is down, so an unconscious. So if you follow where Xanatos is motioning, you all can mm-hmm. hop over a fence, and you do, in fact, find yourselves what looks to be in a cobblestone cul-de-sac of, uh, of decent size. Uh, off to the west, you can see what definitely looks like the the barricade. It's at a distance. It's maybe 100 yards away. Uh, there doesn't appear to be anyone immediately chasing after you guys who are doing this. You think you've made it over without being seen. Uh, ahead of you, the offices of philanthropy and defraudation seem to loom and there's a, they're a very colorful, smoking ruin. Uh, you can see there are these gassed street lamps that are affixed in even intervals around the cul-de-sac, uh, exuding this both terrible and beautiful light uh, that actually starts to hurt your eyes a bit, not to the point where it uh, causes any damage, but looking at them directly really does hurt. The cobblestones, too, as you walk, seem soft, uh, in, a, in a peculiar manner, uh, as it almost feels like you're walking on you know, stale bread. You're sort of feeling give and crunch and sort of this, uh, this sogginess to it. Uh, you also, when you look over at the building, which I'm sure at some point one or two of you might have passed by here before, uh, it had a surprisingly medieval, almost castle-like appearance. I wrote that in the notes before Jake agreed to even play in the game. So the castle thing is actually legit. Oh man, that's that that oh look at that. That's nice. Nice castle. Except that's you're gonna put on your on your building. Exactly. The problem oh, is man, is it's kind of been split in two. Uh and the front is like this wide V. Uh and there's all sorts of shapes and colors that seems to be moving around in the various windows and openings in the wall. And you can also notice that there are the bodies of 
oh, somewhere about a dozen, dozen and a half of these bureaucracy enforcers that seem to be on the ground. Uh, and then in addition to that, uh, you can see that there's this colorful smoke that is kind of lingering and curling all over the place, uh, moving in a manner that seems to ignore the gusts of wind as if it's moving in its own accord. Kind of alarmingly, actually. Okay. I'm going to say something that none of you are going to like, but it's true. When you've got a gas leak or something like that, and you don't have like proper equipment, one of the best things you can do, get yourself a nice big piece of cloth, piss on it, and cover your face. I'm serious. It neutralizes the shit. I'm sorry. I know can, it's gross. Can it's you show true. us how it's done? Yeah. Yeah, here, piss on my uh, burlap sack here. I'm like, know, that's could... legitimately like how like World War One gas masks largely worked. I I I believe you. I and so, I mean he's an underground laborer. That's absolutely something he would do. And not uh, he would know about, about that. <laughs> so so can so can you piss on enough cloth that we can all just use it, or does like everybody need to like do their own? Because I'm fine. You can just do the I, thing. Because and she's got all of the like the skirts and the underskirts. I mean, and I've got enough extra really for like maybe one more person, but like I all right. Don't know what's worse, covering my face with a my own piss cloth or covering my face with someone else's piss cloth like someone else's oh. is definitely worse yeah yeah i it's gonna take me 25 minutes to actually be able to take a piss with this so i'll just take lards you you can do your own if you need to okay i'll be the control <laughs> no piss i'll be you. i'll be a control <laughs> with you okay i'm just i'll just be thinking about waterfalls <laughs> <laughs> all right so global warming <laughs> i never <laughs> really sorry never thought i'm sorry i never thought i'd ever asked this question before but which of you are wearing the piss saturated masks that's so that's uh, i've already got the burlap sack might as well cover it in piss okay so the frames <laughs> pumpkin thing and lard okay yeah i'm just gonna have my like shirt up above my mouth that's Thamesies. okay <laughs> While you have been waiting for Lard to systematically urinate uh, on these various pieces of cloth, you notice that the uh, that the curls, these tendrils of colorful smoke have started to meander in your direction. They've also Lard. started to loop Lard around Murray. you. They've also started to loop around you here and there. Um. I'm trying. I didn't have my whiskey this morning. I'm running dry. And then I go ahead, Chuck. Oh, would like just I would like to try and seduce the smoke. <laughs> How does that exactly work? Do I see a chair? A chair? Uh maybe a what bench. What are you looking for, Xanatos? There might be a bench out here. I don't I'll know if there'd be a chair. I am going to set on that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Riker set on that bench and wink <laughs> at the smoke. <laughs> okay, roll a charisma save. Okay, You're gonna hurt yourself doing the splits over that bench. Oh, I, I super <laughs> fail. 
you guys watch as as Xanatox takes a couple steps over towards this uh, uh, this nice looking lacquered wooden bench with uh, kind of this antique bronze frame, and he lifts his leg up and over the back of it and places it on top of the seat itself, kind of leans. One of these tendrils of colorful smoke comes kind of moving over, kind of twisting and turning again, completely oblivious to the wind that should be pushing it in the direction. Your hair is all kind of flapping around here and there, your ponytail gusting in a way that's inconsistent with the movement of the smoke. You watch as the as the smoke kind of wraps around him almost in this like beautiful little hug or caress. And then it kind of looks at him for a second. This this completely empty, rounded end to the tendril. As it's looking, looking, and then in this rapid and violent snap like a snake just goes shoving force taking the smoke going up his nose into his mouth in his ears in his eyes and just kind of consuming him in some particular manner um go ahead uh let's see actually it's no there's no roll (laughs) you just take damage uh, take two points of damage and you are suffocating as you all watch as this, this tendril of smoke is attacking Xanatos and he seems to be flailing about unable to breathe. Um, uh, I am at zero hit points now. Exactly zero? Exactly zero. You rested though. Did you go back up to full? I did, did not. Yeah, no. you, you guys rested okay. on top of the rooftop. Forgot all about that. Okay. Uh, okay. So that is... That is its turn. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, I'll jam my <laughs> pumpkin bucket over Xanatos' face. Try to cut off the smoke. Okay. Come rolling, you come running over and you jam the pumpkin bucket over top of his face. The urinated, urine-covered... When you say pumpkin... Oh, pumpkin bucket. I'm sorry. I thought you meant your sack. No, no. Thank God. Phrasing. Uh <laughs> you slam the uh you slam that over top of his face and i will say that that yeah i think that would probably give a a touch of of a moment so so i'll say for a moment uh xanatos you do get a brief bit of breath in and so it interrupts the suffocation uh what are the rest of you doing Zephrine wants to take her umbrella and she wants to sort of do the like closing and opening and closing and opening. So she's trying to see if she can get some like wind movement going and some force to try to kind of move this away from Xanatos. So you start doing that, uh, but much like when you were watching the wind gust and it seems to be completely oblivious and uncaring towards the actual wind, it does not move against it. Like you, you're, you're, you're flapping of the umbrella, the gust that, and it does in fact create gusts. It just doesn't seem to displace it. In fact, you can see a tendril begin to sort of fray off and begin to wrap itself around you as you get close enough for it to happen. You also see another one begin to unfurl and, and, and sort of reach out in the direction of pumpkin King, not fully wrapping around him just yet. Uh, what is, uh, what's Moog, what are Moog and Lard doing? Um, we got that like ball thing at the beginning. You did. Uh, I don't know what it does. You do not. 
but I want to use it. Okay. Let's describe how you're using it. Um, I hope it explodes and I throw it into like the middle of where they're at. Well, I'll tell you, uh, you get your hope as that is a purple mortar. Uh, so, uh, my shins. It does 1d6 <laughs> blast damage to all in the area. So it's going to essentially hit everybody but you in Lard, uh, as that will hit, I believe, because I believe Xanatos, Pumpkin King, and Zephrine were all in close proximity to one another. Yeah. Yep. I was hoping it was a smoke grenade like the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is smoke. <laughs> so go ahead and roll 3d6s, uh, Joe, to determine three d six. Well, this one for each of you because you roll the damage separately for oh, different people. Okay, okay. Oh we'll just do it in, <laughs> in, in, like, in oh. overlay order as well. So it'll so three d sixes. Six points to both. What the hell? Joe. Holy shit, Joe! <laughs> Joe. Three God, straight Joe. sixes. Six points of <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Wow. What? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Don't worry, I got this. <laughs> 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 I'm on the other team. Uh, I'm fucking running. Oh, I turn around and I run. I'm done with this. Oh. I'm fucking done with this. I'm running. That's not what I thought it did. Six points of damage. Desert. <laughs> Sanatos, Zafreed, and Pumpkin King. How does... I'm so sorry. How does that work for you guys? How do you, how does so it, for, how do you look? For Zafreen, that takes all of the hit points and takes one away from strength. Roll a strength save uh, as you take critical damage. Uh, but you that succeed. That is a success, a six under 11. However, it looks like Xanatos and the Pumpkin King uh, fail. Yeah. Uh, and the two of them go flying and flopping to the ground, uh, unconscious, knocked unconscious by the blast of this uh, purple mortar. Uh, we're going to go. I thought it was a smoke. Does anything happen to this, the, the rainbow smoke stuff? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, it, Please. <laughs> it, it temporarily disperses. Yes. Uh, Damn, Joe. uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Lard, you still have an action on this round. What would you like to do? I'm fucking running. I'm gone. (laughs) I'm so gone. Where are you running? You could run towards the barricade. You could run into the building, the the office. As far away from that thing as possible. I'm done. I'm not doing this job anymore. Best case scenario, I go back, I find that stupid little wilderness girl that took my drill, I kick her teeth in, and I take my drill, and I get out of here. So, Lard, you turn and run and start climbing over the fence back into the psychotherapy uh, compound. Okay. Uh, New round. uh, And we watch as emerging from that V opening in the castle, uh, we see a creature ish begin to to take a couple steps very very almost bipedal in some ways uh kind of moving in 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 a very fluid fashion uh as they 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 look humanoid at first at least the silhouette so i would say the ones that can see this are uh zafrine and moog and you watch as coming out of the shadows of that v there is some kind of creature 
You think it probably was human at some point as there's tattered clothes that seem to be uh, still clinging to it here and there. Uh, but you also notice that it has what appears to be a very oblong and melted face. Its head, very, very tall and rounded. You see no actual face. You just see this sort of melted, contorted, like almost like candle wax kind of covering it. Uh, what looks like possibly a very, um, very expensive suit. You would imagine they might have been one of the people who works here, a philanthropist or a benefactor of some kind. Uh, and you also notice as their arms, which are very fluid, are kind of out, sort of extended in different directions. And from a tiny little hole in the palms, you can see the smoke tendril has actually connected to it as if it's anchored and it's coming to investigate. And it begins to move in the direction of where both, uh, both Zafrine and Moog are. And it's going to attempt to target you all. Um, let me see. I need both of you to make a deck save as it's got two arms. It can target two people. Both of you make deck saves. Success. And how about you, Moog? Hail. Moog. 18 over six. This thing Ooh. wraps around you. And even though it even though it looks like smoke and almost behaves in some ways like smoke, even though it's translucent, it wraps around you and constricts like a giant, horrible snake or tight, tight ropes. And you just feel yourself getting pulled and tugged uh, in the direction of this bipedal oblong head creature moving in your direction. Uh, everything I want to be smoke isn't and everything I don't want to be smoke is. <laughs> it's, it's not going well. <laughs> so then... Uh, I'll turn then over to you all. Uh, so Lard, you're running, you climb over the fence and you are into the compound and you are running. Uh, then we turn to Zafrine. What are you doing? And same with Moog. Moog, you really can't do anything other than try to break free. Uh, so what do you want to do there? Uh, we'll start with Zafrine. What do you want to do? So Zafrine wants to kind of find a spot where it's because it where she can kind of take the shovel and just kind of slam like the flat end of the shovel kind of down to try to kind of bisect this thing okay uh roll your damage is this is actually an attack on what i'm calling the defaced philanthropist so go right ahead all right so a d6 and d4 is a six why is it a d4 uh, because we were, that's that, what we were that, doing the shovel. That was the bonus I gave because he was prone and you oh, were sorry. smacking uh, him down. So it's just, just a four then. Okay. Just four. Okay. Sorry. Four is not enough to sever this as it does do damage and you do feel physical contact with it and it does do damage. Uh, but four is not actually enough to sever through it. You do see it kind of ripple and shake and kind of like a little frequency wave goes back towards his arm and his hand, but it doesn't sever it. Uh, okay. Uh, and then we turn to uh, Moog. What would you like to do? Uh, a strength can try to get you out of here. Uh, that's really all you can do unless you, I mean, you can do whatever you want verbally, but in terms of physically mm. doing things, it would be a, you have, the only thing you really can do is strength to kind of break free from this. Okay. Um, I'm going to call out back up. 
And then try and break free. Okay. Uh, roll that strength. Wow. And Passed. you do, in fact, manage to just push it free. Maybe the wobble uh, and the frequency from the hit of the shovel gives you just that momentary wiggle room to collapse and fall back to these kind of strange softened cobblestones. Uh, and what would you like? Well, actually, no, that's your turn. Um, mm-hmm. At that point, it's going to go again. Uh, it's its turn. So... I think at this point it's going to grab one of the two uh, that are on the ground. Uh, let's see. It's going to grab Chuck. So it's going to grab Xanatos. So you can see with one yes. of its arms, it's going to curl around Xanatos and just kind of lift it up in the air, like Doc Ock style, and just begin to bring Xanatos closer to that oblong head. The second one is going to target one of the standing people. Uh, it's going to target uh, Zanet. Uh, excuse me. It's going to target Zafrine. Zafrine, roll a deck save as once more this 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 kind of coiling smoke is trying smoke tendril is trying to get around you. Nope, seventeen over nine. You are now grappled and you can feel much like uh, the body of Xanatos. You are kind of lifted and beginning to be drawn in the direction of that oblong head. Okay, so new round. Uh, or at least your turn, I would say. Uh, Lard, you're still running. Mm-hmm. Let's see if anything happens to you along the way. Uh, Lard, are you just running through the middle of the compound? I'll try and follow our route that we took okay. here for the most part. You run, you run, climb up the ladder. It doesn't seem that the guy inside has checked yet on this on this woman. You you climb up the ladder, you hop down on the other side, and we'll say you the the. Where we, where we leave you off is getting ready to climb up that first building in the compound back the way you came, uh, having not yet encountered anything. We'll turn then towards Moog and towards Zafreen. Uh, what would you like to do? So can we like try to wake people up that have been knocked unconscious? If you have any kind of equipment that might do something that you think could help, uh, if it's just <laughs> like a shovel, I can smack them upside the head. <laughs> <I>... <laughs> Wait, <man. laughs> Spang. I don't have any painkillers or anything like that. I, uh, yeah, I, I... dead people. You tell me, uh, you tell me your idea and we'll see. We'll, we'll try to make it work. Can I manually set off the siren thing and just try and like alarm clock someone awake? Um, that sounds fun. Um, okay. You, uh, okay. You will go ahead and I don't know, just do a luck test. Just do a higher low. Just roll me a, uh, just do something like that. Low. Okay. So let's see what you get. Uh, I rolled a two, so that's low. Uh, so you do set this down. Are you putting this next to the Pumpkin King's head? As he's the one still on the ground. Xanatos has been, dra- he's kind of being carried in the air. He's probably the easiest to get to. So yeah, I'll, I'll do it to Jake. Okay, so you set it down and you kind of tinker with it a bit. And all of a sudden this booming siren voice comes out, this high-pitched, uh, I'll say Zafreen, you hear it as well. And I'll say Pumpkin King, 
Your eyes are suddenly awoken. It was not a nightmare. It is, in fact, actually happening. You look up and you see Xanatos and Zephyrine both being drawn closer to this figure in the middle. You do not see Lard anywhere. You can see that Moog has kneeled down next to you and has just woken you up. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> that's so good um which one of the two is closer to the maw of this smoke dealy let's see Uh, it's another two so it'll be zephrine zephrine uh zephrine is closer to you we'll say and xanatos is since he was not really fighting as much as zephrine was uh is probably has traveled closer to the to the guy um okay i'll grab my trusty acupuncture needle uh i will drop i will leave behind my uh um my rotary saw that i got from that aluminium fella i sold pumpkins to um i will run up to xanatos and i will prick him to make him double in size okay uh, i'm gonna see i'm gonna roll a strength test to see if this thing manages to hold him or not uh, as as suddenly Xanatos grows, uh, that's a ten. Let me check my stats. Yeah, on the button, right on the button. Uh, so yeah, he does still manage to hold. You can see there's a little bit of sagging as he grows inside, but it does. He does still like the there's a give as the the smoke tendril just expands, but still keeps hold of him. Okay. All right. Uh, Zafreen. Zafreen. All right, so she is going to uh, see if she can. I'm trying to think of which. I'm going to see if she can take this umbrella. And I'm imagining that this is one of those old school umbrellas that has like a point on the top of it, like a very pointy top that she's going to try to like poke into this smoke and then like push the button to expand okay. the umbrella and see if that does some damage to it. I still think it's, so you are wrapped up and grappled in this thing. So it's still going to, I think it's going to be a strength test for you to try to create enough room for you to actually make that work. So go ahead and roll a strength save. Three under 11. All right. So you do manage to break free and you can kind of push as you, as you get the umbrella to pop open and you can see that the, it gives you enough room to fall back down. Uh, and I almost think that may be why, like, she can reach the button on the umbrella, but she can't really take a swing <laughs> with, like, a shovel or hatchet or something. Okay. So next round, uh, Xanatos at this point has reached the oblong head uh, of this philanthropist. And you watch as the head, much like the castle, opens up into this V and you can see the body, which is twice in size as it once was, is getting <laughs> fed into a too small oblong melted candle head. And you just... <laughs> as Xanatos is being fed into a blender, basically. I'm so, I am so oh, happy God. with my choice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will turn it back to you all then. Uh, what, so let's let's resolve, Lard. I know what I would like to do. What would you like to do, Lard? I want to find that grizzly-haired son of a bitch and his little wilderness girls. Okay, look. He's the deal. 
We got off on the wrong foot earlier, but I found a path to get in there. You're wilderness people. You're good at climbing and all that sort of shit. You give me a few dollars. I'll tell you the way to get in there. You kids deserve it. Get in there right now. Give me like three dollars. I'll tell you how to get in. Uh, roll a charisma save. Let me know how you do. Okay. Yep. Uh, he'll look at you. I ain't gonna give you three dollars. We'll just call it even after what you all put me through. All right, well, you go ahead and go out. Okay, fine. We'll call it even. Get going now. There's not much time. I've cleared the way. I got what I needed. Make sure you take the girls with you. All right. All right, boys and girls. Come on. We're going on. Oh, I'm going to send God. him and his kids to their death. On an excursion. <laughs> Come on. Go. Oh, goodness. And uh, you see, like, the crew of them start to go. And one of them, you notice as they start disappearing from your sight, is playing around with your little drill. Uh, as she oh, I'm going to sneak by. up on her. <laughs> I'm going to shove one of those cakes in her mouth and take my drill. I think that's a little much. Uh, I know it's too much. It's too much. I think. I think. Uh, I think we're gonna cut back, yeah. uh, and we're gonna say <laughs> uh, so. Zafreen, Moog, Pumpkin King. You just watched this this thing blender the body of Xanatos in through its head. Still kind of in the process too. You can still see the legs kind of shaking like Buscemi from Fargo as it's going down in further and further. <laughs> <laughs> what would the three of you like to do. I want to throw one of the cookies in its mouth and it's open. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I love that idea. <laughs> oh my God. Perfect. I love that idea. <laughs> Run up, you hurl it in. No, no, that's no, no roll necessary. And it's, it needs to roll a strength save. Zafreen will also throw in because we got like six more of those Seven. cookies from the guy when we shook him. That's right, yeah. 17. So ultimately, <laughs> that's a fail. And so although there's this is a little late to help Xanatos, it does begin to... <laughs> you see it begin to sort of seize up at a certain point. I'm going to treat this basically like a stun. Uh, which is which does leave enough time for Safrine. You start. You're going to start pouring all the other ones down. Yes, it's yes. hideous because you're going up, and the body of Xanatos is half stuck in the mouth, and you're just jamming the pastries down past it, past the goo and gunk that once was your friend. But I will say that over time, <laughs> yeah. It's another fail. Uh, over time, you're able to poison this thing enough that although you're not sure if it's dead, it is certainly taken out as it slumps to the ground and it, it doesn't breathe, doesn't move, doesn't seem to really do anything, but just kind of slumps to the ground. Sorry, Xanatos, that, uh, Mook, that was a great idea. Great idea. Uh, is it dead? Do you think? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm, I'm gonna... Glad, glad you're fine. Just... Start hitting it with my hammer. <laughs> and I'll say, if you just keep wailing away, you, I'll say you guys can hack it to pieces. And if it is anything like the biology, like your biology, it is most certainly dead. Well, 
Zephrine uh, kind of looks around. We're, we were looking for a star. Yeah. Is this the. Did we just kill the thing we were looking for? Hopefully not. So Zephrine wants to go inside and track from where the hole was to down and see if. Move before you go. Are you a doctor by any chance? Uh, no. Uh, you know how you like. Do you um, need to be to be? Well, I just need like a second opinion because my head's a little fuzzy and I'm not sure if this is right, but like, you know how like uh, those uh, sucker fish will like stick to your leg and you got to pee on them to get them out? Yeah. Does that does that work with shrapnel? Uh, yes. I, I think you're supposed to leave it in. Oh. Well, I better just do it anyway to make sure and I'll wring my mask out into my bomb wounds and rest on the bench. I, I can yes. confirm you should leave shrapnel in. I, I don't know whether that will work or not, but I can confirm you should leave it in. I have seen lots of folks who did not leave it in and uh, gave me work to Makes do. the run come out faster. Oh, yes. no, that's not good. Oh, it is not. Uh, move maybe next time we should f- know some what something is before we throw it close to yeah I thought there was there was it was purple and there was like purple smoke when I got it I thought it was a smoke grenade that's yep that that is a thought so Zafrine is gonna didn't feel heavy enough to be forward okay uh so are you, you're going inside is it did I understand that correctly? yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, I'll follow as well. Okay. Uh, Pumpkin King, do you go as well, or are you hanging out outside? I'm going to rest on the the not Rikered bench. Okay. So <laughs> you rest on the not Rikered bench. You look around. There's bodies of these uh, these bureaucracy and forces all over the place. You see the body of the creature, whatever that was. You see the half digested body. Of your friend Xanatos. Inside, uh, those of you, the two of you that go inside, it's, um, I mean, it's as if like all manner of bureaucracy and civil servitude have just kind of collided with something that is just exceedingly alien as these lacquered, these once exquisite offices have like contorted and shifted and changed into almost like this perpetual melting visage. Everything just sort of seems as if it's kind of coated. Everything looks waxy, colorful even, yet you don't sense any level of excess heat. You hear the sound, you hear sounds kind of all from all over the place. You hear a bell kind of distantly ringing as if somebody is trying to, to get, you know, get attention of a receptionist. You hear these monotonous replies kind of muttering and echoing here and there, these overly harmonized laughter that's kind of echoing from shadows and such. And there's this light pulsing from deeper inside. As you follow it, you find a crater uh, at the base of where this V would be deep down into probably the basement level of this structure stone uh wood paper filing cabinets and colorful smoke that is sort of almost like a fog just lingering it doesn't it's not in that tendril form that you saw outside 
And you see at the center uh, where the pulsing light is coming from as a what looks very much like a, a very large gem, uh, which you would probably peg at at least five feet in diameter. Uh, and it is glowing all sorts of different colors and shifting and pulsing and shifting and pulsing and shifting and pulsing. What would you like to do? Usually stars are all like pretty and stuff, but this is real scary. Uh, I think that's it, though. I think we should, we need to get it and get it out. If only, where is Lard? I thought he was right here. I don't know. Camera cuts momentarily to Lard, who is currently stalking this (laughs) girl scout who stole a drill from him as she's climbing up the wall next to this really just burnt out Muppet that just does not give a shit. Let me, let me, we're going to say Wait something, Jeremy. Spot yeah. Where there's that open hole down to where the like weird psychiatrist guy is. Okay. Just wait until she's right next to it. Grab the trail and push her in there. Jesus Christ. We got to change the Nightbot command. <laughs> Dear God. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. I've been playing a lot of good characters lately. I want to play a bastard. You have? (laughs) Oh, dear. No, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Then we cut back inside. Got this big old, this big old glistening meteorite or something. What do you, what do you two want to do? Uh, I mean, Zephrine is going to go to work with her shovel. Okay. You can dig it out. It's extremely heavy. You cannot carry this, but you can roll it if you would like as you pry it free. Yeah, I'll help with that. Okay. So I'll say, without any real extra effort, the two of you... I've got my hammer. I can help. Like, yeah, you have the tools. Too. You're not in the process of being harassed currently, though you do hear the sounds of some strange things somewhere inside here. But you manage to pry it free, and you start to roll it outside back into the cul-de-sac where you can see now, having taken a full rest, Pumpkin King, you can restore your HP. You okay. can... You can see your two friends are rolling out with a a beautiful, glowing, glistening star, like a giant golf ball uh, that is now rolling in your direction, slightly over top the dead bodies of the Bena, the bureaucracy enforcers here and there, squash, squashing them as they go. I'll step over half of Xanatos and I'll uh, go prick Zephrine and Moog so they double in size. Very nice. So the two of you, you're now double in size. And I'll say, as a way of closing this out, we see the two of you with your giant size able to... Are you going to go back the way you came, back into that compound? Um, I bet if we could find another way to swing wider or like kind of miss all that stuff. Okay. Maybe. So we'll... We'll say for the sake of this adventure, because um, we're, we're at the end, we'll say you, you search around for kind of another path out. The cul-de-sac pushes up against a canal, so there's really not a whole lot of places to go, but you do manage to push the three of you, are able to find your way back uh, until you find the sort, of the, the, the sort of the lining of the canal, and you kind of start pushing it further and further up the shore, kind of 
almost into like this, this sort of no man's land area. Uh, but at the very least, you have avoided what was going to be an army of Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts and one big angry mountain man who is totally going to steal that from you. But because you all went a different way, <laughs> it does not happen. And the last thing, oh. and the last thing we see is like the contours of a building. We just see the silhouettes. We see two silhouettes on a building, one sneaking across, the other one sneaking behind. And all of a sudden, one of them just whoop, falls and disappears. <laughs> and the second one grabs something, turns around and starts skulking away. And we'll go ahead and end <laughs> on that wonderfully, <laughs> wonderful philanthropic act. Okay. Victorious <laughs> oh, note. You're good. All right, you guys got out. I wasn't sure. I thought it was going to go bad for like it looked bad for a it, minute there. It, oh, yeah. it did, did go bad. That, that, it went bad. Yeah. That, yeah. Mortar, <laughs> that mortar was. That was so amazing. bad. <laughs> that was six, it. I was six, like, no. Oh, oh man. Everybody. Watching those dice I, fall was like, oh, the chances god. of that. Right? Oh, my God. It was I was like, so oh, good. six. Maybe I'm not the first one. Oh, six. Maybe I'm not the second one. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh. I was already thinking of running before I saw that. And then that happened. He's like, no, I'm gone. <laughs> I think. I mean, together, you guys could definitely take that thing out. But boy, that really put a damper in things. It just really, wow. really changed the complexion of that fight. Yeah. Jake, your acupuncture uh, came in such handy. That was so fun. Times. That was really yeah. cool. That was really, really that fun. That was a good utility item for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. You totally saved Melissa because, like, next turn, Melissa was totally dead because if it reduces you to, like, zero HP while you're inside of it, you're dead. You're just consumed now at that point. So. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there are other things. Very bad. So the other route, if you guys would have gone the other route, you would have gone into the Ocular Augmentation Building, which uh, would have had a receptionist. Uh, you would have, so they're basically, they're optometric machines. And you could have, you, you at, at a certain point, you might have been subjected to an eye exam. Uh, and there are various consequences to that eye exam. Oh, oh no. Could have been oh, no. extreme, <laughs> extreme pupil dilation. Uh, so where all light hurts. <laughs> Uh, precognitive uh, additive, so you could a precognition additive. Excuse me, you could have seen into the future, like 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 one minute into the future, but you would have gotten terrible headaches. So every time you use it, you took damage. Uh, or you could have got eyes like a hawk, which uh, is, oh. might actually just have been hawk eyes, uh, which would have uh, <laughs> allowed you to reroll your decks and uh, potentially given yourself a higher decks. Oh uh, there's there's also. Oh, nice. There's also, that was also partly a sandbox. There's a colorful sandbox. So the way these work, so the way electric building electric bashland works, there's what is it? What does it do now? Uh, what's an alternative use of the place? And what did it used to be? So mm. you guys, uh, you guys basically went into a place that uh, was being used as a psychotherapy, you know, clinic. Used to be a sugar factory. These are just random roles where I just kind of slap some things together. But the other place used to be a, uh, what was it, like a glass, was it like a glass factory? No, no, it used to be a playground. And so there's all sorts of this weird like playground stuff. But there was sentient sand. You could have picked up a, a, a handful of sentient sand and it could have been your friend. It also could have, <laughs> oh, nice. it also could have gotten your ears and completely taken you over. Uh, so oh, that can happen too. oh that's, 
Not so nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the gum stuff is going for. in ears. Stuff going in ears <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't belong. Yeah. And exactly. You go, and it's also stuff that you could use, like everything you could use on other people. You know, you could also just mm-hmm. throw in some sand at some other folks and possibly have that happen to them as well. So, uh, but yeah, I wrote this up. I'm, uh, I think I'm going to start putting some of, especially my electric bastion land stuff. I'm going to start putting this up for people. Cause like, there's, uh, there's a lot of stuff in it people might yeah. have fun with it. So I'm going to start throwing it up at mm-hmm. some point. So I have a lot of that mm-hmm. and some, maybe some, maybe it's not mothership, maybe some death in space stuff as well. So I'm gonna start throwing it up there. Some people I'm asking, but that is it. Uh, thanks for playing. Special thanks to Jake and Joe for hopping in, uh, last minute. Yeah. I really do appreciate you having you on. Good to play with Thanks you. Thanks for again, having Jake. us. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? And it's in a the same volatile, game. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's great. Great. Uh, let's do some closing plugs and then we'll get on out of here. So, Jeremy, uh, tell us about this Patreon. Yeah, Aaron Reese on Patreon. You've got comics, maps, tokens, other fun stuff. Check it out. Perfect. Drop the link in the chat. Also, check the show notes as well. If you're watching this later on YouTube, link is in there for everyone's stuff. Uh, Chuck, what's going on with DOK this week? Uh, let's see. Wednesday, I'm running Dungeon Crawl Classics, the second edition, second edition adventure night below. Uh, and, uh, I'll let Joe talk about what we're doing Friday. All right. All right. Uh, Jake, you got anything you want to add? Uh, yeah, there's never been a better taste. There's never been a better energy soda. Introducing the greatest taste discovery in a hundred years, introducing the new taste of zing exclamation point cola, a taste that is zing exclamation point. And everything a zing exclamation point means a taste that's fairly familiar, but totally new. So good. So real. It couldn't be anything but zing exclamation point cola. Chemicore's great new taste. Watch for it. Try it. Quench your thirst. Quicken your animus. Silence the opposition. Embolden your vengeful spirit. Take it to the streets. Raise the red flag. Put your boot to the neck of those beneath you. Scream the praises of the drink that rules the world. All new zing exclamation point cola from Chemicore. Absolutely fantastic. That is brilliant. Well done. Well done. (laughs) Well done. Haven't heard a Jake ad in a while. It's so great. Oh, goodness. Uh, and then, uh, then Joe, what's going on Friday, man? Yeah, uh, Friday we are doing session two of the Anvia campaign in the game system I'm making. Uh, and it's going well. I'm happy about it. Very nice, very nice. And it started as like a, like a sort of a, a riff on like the resistance system from Heart, and then you've kind of spiraled yeah, it into um, other things. It started as I wanted Heart to be playable in my campaign setting. Mm-hmm. And then after I stripped all of Heart out of Heart, it was not Heart anymore. <laughs> and I figured I would just make it my own system at that point. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. So. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, check it out on Friday. All right. As for us here, uh, we are back to normal programming as of tomorrow, I think, uh, as uh, Stephen will be back. Uh, so we'll be able to do some more Forbidden Lands. Uh, Thursday, the plans to return to die. You can see Jeremy, Melissa, and I in that game. Uh, Friday, the long-awaited return of Conan, as we've had a couple of sessions that we've missed, but we will be back. Plan is to be back on Friday with more Conan. We ended on a horrible cliffhanger uh, like, like over a month ago, so we'll finally get to see that get resolved and whether or not Steven actually gets to survive. Uh, and then Saturday, we are uh, doing some One Ring, uh, the march to Angmar and the march to the end of the campaign as we are getting closer and closer. 
next Monday, uh, we will possibly be finishing Holler. Uh, there is a better than 50% chance. I think it could be the finale of Holler. I think there's still an outside chance. We have one more session, but I think the odds are, are pretty decent that that is the last session of Holler. So, uh, so if you like Holler, uh, tune in, it'd be fun. Uh, so thanks to everyone who hung out tonight. Thanks to those of you who threw out some bits earlier. Thank you to the players for hanging out, uh, playing the game, dealing with this nonsense. Uh, I'm going to continue talking as I forgot to get a raid ready, uh, cause I haven't done this in several days and I forget the process. Uh, let's go lost caravan RPG. Let's give them a raid. They give us raids all the time. Ah. See y'all. Bye.